Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fast on Raw Dog Serious XM Comedy Hits Channel 99 Yeah, buddies, buddies. It's the Ron and Fez show, live on a Friday uh, in New York City, which suddenly has Stanley Cup fever. I've uh, lived in the city for 14 years now, and I've never met a hockey fan. And yet, last night, they were running around the streets, screaming, we did it. Chris Stanley's wearing a Rangers jersey today. Fuck it, I'm bleed blue and red, Ron, okay? I'm a giant Rangers fan. And as the f- I was watching Facebook last night, as soon as it happened, just, just fucking, just yeah. everyone. Well, I was uh, out on the streets as people <laughs> came running out of bars, just <laughs> screaming, we're the greatest thing that's ever happened. Fuck Canada. And uh, I don't want to call people front runners, but they're front runners. Um, but that is the great thing about sport. You don't have to be there to join in the celebration. You don't have to live through the awfulness to start screaming, we did it. This was 20 years in the making, okay? And I was counting the days. Counting them. There's a couple of people that I know have stuck with hockey. Um, particularly the Rangers, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it up, of course, to to our good friend of Hard Rock Johnny, uh, another person who wants to come in and talk hockey with us, and he's wearing his hockey jersey. Is well, I'm gonna give you one clue here. Okay, it's the Z-Man. <laughs> oh, Z-Man, Tommy. Yeah, he's crazy about hockey and claims at one point he could have made it as a hockey goalie and he sure. was you know the greatest thing that ever happened he should write an article on that in one of his online cigar magazines um here's our buddy austin in long island austin how are you i'm very good ron how about yourself good I was uh, also in the city last night, and people were flooding the streets. It was pretty fun. I haven't it, seen anything like that in a little while. Yeah, all you got to do is win something for people to feel good about themselves. 
On the opposite end, though, when you lose something, it turns into a very funny uh, bit. Uh, there's a video from the Spelling Bee uh, last night, and the kid thinks he has the word, and then he misspells it, and he sounds exactly like Fezzi. I sent you the link in your email earlier today. Yeah. Um, he even makes the sound that a frog uh, makes when he comes, when, he, uh, when they tell him he spells the word uh, wrong. It's this, fantastic. This is the funny thing about Fez. So Fez writes that up for the iBang and puts in a Big Bang Theory joke, not realizing a, the kid's gay, and B, he's wearing Fez's shirt and acting like Fez. <laughs> but this, this is the cluelessness, and I'm staring at this going, Fez never understands the gay thing where it happens. But let's just play this uh, kid, the young speller, who is basically young Fez Watley. Still five boys, two girls. Let's get it started with round ten. Here's Jacob again. <laughs> Kabaragoya. Kabaragoya. I know it. I know it. I totally know it. Okay. Kabaragoya. C A B A R A G O Y A. Kabaragoya. What? Kabaragoya is spelled K A B A R A G O Y A. Of course, when you see something like that, immediately tie it in with the Big Bang Theory, because that's where the joke is. Chris, do you realize that you're making skating motions as we <laughs> sit here? You just acted like you were skating backwards. I can't get enough of this Rangers fever. What? Where? And all? How long have I known you? Seven and a half years. All right, in the seven and a half years... How many times have you brought up the Rangers? I like to, to keep, anyone. I like to keep it under my hat because this hasn't been a pleasant seven and a half years for the team, okay? So Ronnie B, I got an idea. Yeah, go ahead. Why don't you have a shootout between Z Man and Chris Pepper Stanley in goal? See who lets less through. Well, we could we could actually do that and then the loser gets shot with paintballs. Oh no, I'm thinking of NEW when we used to do shit like that <laughs> in the halls all the time. Um there's uh, there's a, a Stanley Cup fever going on right now with a lot of people were saying last night, who do you think we're going to play? Because they had no idea whatsoever. <laughs> um, uh, Smitty, you're on the Run of Fez show. That's uh, silly, Ron. That's cool. Uh, hey, Mr. Uh, hockey fan Hicks. Yeah. Um, apart from Lundqvist, Nash, and St. Louis, name me one Ranger player. McDonough, Creeder, and Richards. And Messier. Good man. Good. <laughs> Messier. <laughs> <laughs> He's still playing, right? Uh, here's the man who predicted it all, Hard Rock Johnny. Johnny. Uh, it's Kreider, by the way, not Creeder. Thanks. Um, so, exciting night. <laughs> Extremely exciting. I have my Rangers... Eastern Division Championship hat on. Uh, not a big fan of wearing my team's anything. I only so the last Ranger hat I bought was in 1994 when they won the Stanley Cup. Well, why don't you just wear a hockey mask wherever you go and you can carry a butcher would, knife? That's fucking awesome if I could just wear a mask. But I don't think that they'd allow me in certain places, including work. But uh, it is a it was big. You're right. Everybody all of a sudden is a Ranger fan. Um, but that's okay. It's like having pride in your city now, and now it's. On to play I know on this. I know this. Just like Fez. What? 
how can I tie this in with Big Bang Theory? This is a nerd. I'm going to get this guy on a nerd joke. Well, I bet he has a computer at his house. Now, uh, last night was the big last comic standing, and uh, we had our own shootout between Fez Watley and Shelby. Both of you guys acted like you were going to get off the best jokes yesterday. And I had Howard and Chris just slow it down. Like it doesn't even have to go that far. But pay attention to levels. Put keep your headphones on, not both headphones, and know that that's your job over there. Everybody doesn't know where they are right now. Uh, so Fez and Shelby both were coming up with their jokes. Howard went back and did a cut and paste for me today. Howard, of course. Uh, Congressional Medal of Honor winner, I believe. Yeah. He was an Army Ranger, a sniper, a two-time uh, SEAL. By the way, all these things can get you beat up if you ever even joke about that in a bar. Um, so here are the jokes that the guys got off last night. All right, I'm going to just read off Fez's list. Here we go. I guess the show was starting then. That was at the beginning. Mm. Um. Yeah, that was for a tax company contest. Uh, this guy has sitcom premise all set if he wins. We're right here, JB. Quit screaming at us. Um, Roseanne is going to love this mother. No gum chewing on stage, please. Why would I laugh during RBI? That's a weird one. <laughs> That was a side comment. <laughs> still comment. I'm still trying to figure out what eating the banana from both ends means. Um, <laughs> she just lost the Arizona vote. Mike Lawrence, the beards are going through. Stand up, stand up. More bad news? The funny cancer movie looks like a must-see this summer. Nips got through the censors. We don't talk about that side of the family. Are we being set up for some upcoming Jewish jokes? I liked him. I used his paper towels. Something's got to give. Have a great night, everyone. See you next Thursday. I'm going to watch the halls again. I'm obsessed. <laughs> okay. Some real strong... Ow! Some real strong jokes in there. All right, here's Shelby's list. Undateable, more like unwatchable, drops Mike. <laughs> That's a standard gimmick for you, I guess, <laughs> when you get off the line. He couldn't make it past the first round on Million Dollar Punchline. Shucky, ducky, quack, quack. There's a black guy. <laughs> um, how can we get more people to watch our sitcoms? How about... Oh, uh, doing what everyone else is doing, but worse. That's it. I've had I have had an ice bucket in a hotel. I can relate to this on every level. <laughs> Hava Nagila, Hava Nagila. Big Mike Lawrence, Ron and Fez, alum, hashtag number one. I like your delivery. You seem really comfortable on stage. You're moving on to the semifinals. Um. Keenan Ivory Whalen's just Horatio Kane this bitch. <laughs> Gary Goldman's roleplay bit is way better. 
<laughs> along with a link to someone else's material. That was lack with a side of luster. If you had to guess which one of these guys is gay, <laughs> it would certainly be Shelby. Um, where the hell is Dark Show? What was that for? They know Luis Gomez showed up last night. It's very disappointing. Oh yeah, I know. After they previewed him, they showed him once at the very end. By the just way, his face. We're now just calling him Dark Show. Yeah, <laughs> could be racist. That's where I know him from. Um, and I know he was up in the pictures from last night's episode, even though he wasn't there. But I saw Mike Lawrence in the back on a week like last week, and yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess they didn't show Mike Lawrence, but then they showed him last night. Uh, okay, Fez, I, I think we know that you didn't even give it an attempt. Oh, I dominated. I'm in, I'm in the room twice as much go. as Shelby is, and no one oh. brought up my orphan Annie joke at the end that just destroyed. Well, I don't know. I, I, the, well, by no one, you mean Ron. I know you're afraid to say my name or point me out. <laughs> no, the people that compiled this for you, Chris and Howard. Um, but the fact of the matter is, I didn't see that joke... What was it? Liz Sets Fire brought up, has anyone seen Orphan Black? And I immediately wrote, is that the new Annie movie? Mm, it's there. Nice. Uh, and then you also have to Liz Sets Fire, LOL, laughing at her joke. Uh, I don't think, I mean, I'm going go to I'm go to Hard Rock Johnny on this. Johnny. Yes. Uh, did Fez even make an attempt at gag writing? No. Although, who doesn't love a good orphan Annie joke? Really. I, will, I will believe that you were present. You will get that. You did show up and take the test, but you did not write gags. Shelby was writing gags for me. Shelby was just repeating the lines that the comics had. Yeah, you're, you had a very low field goal percentage, and that really counts in today's stats-driven... That's not even close, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the benefit of not you know just thinking that showing up and being nice was probably a big part of it, but I, I didn't hear you writing. I would have honestly picked Shelby as sassy gay guy if I was just reading these things off. But Fez goes with friendly in the room guy. Now I went back over this. Both of you guys got buried by cigars and scotch. Yeah, he was a fucking joke machine during this. Um, and then you went out of your way to put Liz Sets Fire over, which makes you a nice friend with the LOLs. <laughs> the, and let me favorite her. The gay best friend. <laughs> gay best friends are so important in Hollywood movies. Girl, you got to go back there and talk to him. Meet my friends, Ben and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe an Apple Teeny will get this fucker started. Um... All right, Johnny. Talk to you later, and good luck with all this. Thanks, boys. Peace. Bobby the Champ, our pal, was at the game last night. Of course he was. He's everywhere that matters. Uh, hey, Champ, what do you say? Hey, guys. Uh, I have. I was at the game last night, and I saw Paulie, the intern I, I interned with. Oh, my uh, God. I forgot <laughs> Paulie. I haven't, I haven't seen him in nine years, <laughs> and I grabbed him, and I said, hey, do you remember me? He goes, yeah, you interned with me. I said, no. I, 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 he, I said, no, you intern with me. And he goes, go fuck yourself. <laughs> he, he was somewhere, he fell in, unfortunately for him, in between the Sopranos and Jersey Shore. He would have been a horrible Italian, except for he came in at the wrong time. <clears throat> I only met him once, and he ripped his pants. 
the excitement level through the roof last night? Yeah, it was it was crazy outside. Like there were there were great videos. People were getting nuts, and all the cops were looking around like they wanted to fucking break some heads, but no one was doing anything wrong. We were just like everyone was just kind of chanting and having a good time, like keeping it cool. And uh, they were they seemed annoyed that no one was getting out of hand. Now, do you feel like this thing can be won or no? No, the last night was the Stanley Cup. That was it. Yeah, it's that's why everybody's celebrating so hard because they're probably going to get smoked. <laughs> Thank you for being honest. Very yeah. few people will do that. Yeah. All right, Bobby. Talk to you later. All right. Bye bye. So there's the excitement level. Let's just go to all the real hardcore hockey fans. Uh, my neighbor actually said to me, he goes, this really gives us an excuse to party. I go, you're drunk every fucking day. <laughs> when did you ever need an excuse? Really? You, dr you were fucking drunk, passed out drunk at your kid's baptism. You don't need an excuse for anything. Uh, well, that, you know, that brings some sports excitement into New York. Uh, and now with Belmont, the possible triple crown, what you're saying is a lot, Chris. Uh, California Chrome. I Look, I've been watching these goddamn races for years since mm -hmm. I was a lad. And California Chrome dominated that Preakness. It's going into this into this Belmont Stakes as strong as any horse I've ever right seen. on its tail, though. I mean... You know the last uh, five strides were his, but but that the way that horse was run, the way that jockey's running this horse right now, that was a perfect race. The horse is fucking ready to go. These these trainers are are like real weirdo outsider guys that have like some weird like plan for this horse to take the whole thing, and it's been working since they changed the way they've trained this horse. It's won its last eight races in a row. But don't all the horses have a plan? Aren't these all good horses? <laughs> no, they're not all good horses. They're not as good as California Chrome. What about this one horse that, uh, what's his name, keeps picking the chick? Oh, metal count? That's fucking bum. That, that horse is a bum. He keeps fucking telling people to bet on it. The horse hasn't done anything. Maybe I should get some money on that, though. <laughs> Maybe I should get some metal count down. Is he Here's too? the thing. There's two jinxes in this. <laughs> Fagiota says he's got Chris Stanley Cup fever. We ought to tie that in. Yeah. I'll just run in here. That's, a, that's my cup. Get it? You don't know who I am. All right, a Rangers fan in this jersey wrote, Oh, hell no, Pepper. Get off my shit. <laughs> With a big, really long-fingered, uh, fuck you. Too bad. I'm on it. I'm all up in your shit. Go Rangers. It's nice to get some rest. I always, this DJ uh, Famous says, I swear the frog coming sound was Shelby. Oh, go play that. Um. That was Fez, I believe, on a pain of some type. You know, he was uh, yelling at me, and, and then, like in between, like senses, he he made this sound. Um. No, I think that he like insulted <laughs> you, like a really personal thing, and then realized that sound was like, oh no, why did I say that? Um. Sort of thing. Um. All I remember it was an um, emotion somewhere between pissed off and depressed. Um. That's where you live your life, isn't it? Isn't right, that, that box. <laughs> when, when you're not being the concierge of a fucking room instead of gag writing? Everybody oh. have a... Welcome, everyone. I'm off to plug the halls right now. I'm obsessed. I'm going to watch it. Remember tonight, the halls. Why would I laugh at RBI? <laughs> that was my favorite fucking joke yeah, of all. That was awesome. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> no, he doesn't even have to fuck you. 
<laughs> he doesn't even get into that type of thing. Uh, hey, uh, Steve. This fucking new thing is already annoying me. This uh, this mouse without a wire. Uh, Steve, what do you got, buddy? Hey, I was just listening to what Hicks was talking about, California Chrome. Uh, he says he's been watching horses for a long, long time. Um, this horse is not going to win the Triple Crown. This horse is not going to get a mile and a half. People don't understand. You run the Kentucky Derby, it's a mile and a quarter. You come back in two weeks, you run the Preakness, which is a shorter race than the Kentucky Derby. Then you come back in three more weeks and run a mile and a half. You, you run in five sixteenths longer than you ran in the Preakness. I know. And this horse was getting going to get short. And these other horses, right on curling, Wicked Strong, a couple other horses are going to be coming. Somebody is going to beat the horse. I'm not saying he's not a great horse. I, I agree with Bill. The odds are the horse does not win the Triple Crown. That's why the Triple Crown is so of such a fucking amazing thing. You know, and to pull it off is phenomenal. Yeah, I, I have a feeling about this horse. Look, I'll have another. Could have had a shot at, it, but two years ago, but it got scratched. That was heartbreaking. The day before the fucking stakes, it got scratched. California well, Chrome's ready to go. You know what? Here's what's going to be great about the Belmont. Everybody, 95% of the people who are going to go bet are casual horse race fans. They're going to be betting on California Chrome to win, a room. and the real horse players are going to make yeah. money. Betting You're talking about it. the fucking rubes like this asshole over here. <laughs> Chris Stanley, who has done nothing but tear up tickets his entire life. Yeah. Right. He's like an amateur drunk on Mardi Gras, okay? Kiss my so ass. You can just left it at amateur drunk. Uh, I, I'm going to trust Steve because he has an accent. And that sounds like a horse guy to me. All right. Thanks, guys. See you, buddy. Bye. Uh, well, the, the thing is, when this goes off, when this fucking gate's open, the excitement is going to go through the roof. For two and a half minutes, the world will be watching fucking yeah. Long Island, Belmont, fucking going crazy. And that play, I was there for the la uh, for Smarty Jones, and it was it's a fucking madhouse at Belmont. Do you realize you just said farty bones? Oh, God. That's not the horse's name at all. All right. Liz Sets Fire says, I didn't realize I was at a friendly chat turning into a battle royale between me and Cigars and Scotch. I better step my game up. Let me tell you something. You shit the bed, birthday girl. I expected more out of you. I'm going to be out here just like the U.S. soccer team, said Landon Donovan. Every practice is a game. Okay, this isn't the Ron and Fez producers where, hey, after the show, let's see which one of us can jerk off the farthest. No fucking way. Everything has to be locked and loaded at all times. And I expect that out of a Liz Setspire. I should say I expect it out of a Fez since he's the one who actually said gag contest without rating gags. I still feel I won. Fez, I'm here to tell you as someone who knows you, not only did you not win, you didn't even attempt you didn't try. It was almost like somebody showed up at a baseball game wearing high heels and a fucking fur jacket. And you're like, hell, you didn't know we're playing ball today. Um, cigars and Scotch would have won it all. And that day that he was handing you jokes, I think you had your best day. Oh, so strong. Pop it in. I forget who the comedian was. Dan Soder. Dan Soder was loving. Loving Fez. Afterwards, he goes, I don't know how Fez, but he really stepped it up today. 
And he said to me, he goes, so he's not even a deaf mute. I go, no, 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 no. Mm. He speaks. I'm glad that got cleared up. He's a person. Not that deaf mutes aren't people. And they're not going to hear this. So if one of them finds out, it's because one of you asshole listeners wrote it down on a fucking card and handed it to him. <laughs> so you're to blame and not me. They stand what now? All right, that's immature and babyish. <laughs> Don't. That's fucking terrible. Don't. Come on, man. Don't yerk. Stop, Stop it. We all went to school with a kid with a fucking ear thing like that. We actually, in, in our gym class, we had this, I don't know why, the gym teachers, they try to fucking come up with things just to waste time. But we're, so we're at the pool and there was this thing called, you would out, you hit the fucking diving board and then the guy behind you would yell, um, jump or dive and you had to either go into the jump or the dive once you're in the air so i got the fucking half deaf kid who has to take out his earpiece oh no and i'm no guy doing him he gets up he hits the board and i go like this <laughs> and he fucking comes down sideways not knowing whether he's jumping or dying hits his fucking self everyone's laughing <laughs> Because it was a perfectly delivered fucking mean joke. Everyone's laughing, but the fucking Fagel, a gym teacher, who oh. now <laughs> finds it so, like I'm picking on someone with well, you know a than. disability, and I'm fucking screaming back at him. I would have done it to all these motherfuckers. It just happens to be the deaf kid. Um... Well, here's some cigars and scotch jokes. Chaka Khan, Chaka Khan. Let me rock you, Chaka Khan. She spins a doctor dreidel. I'm confused why MC Hammer is hosting the shows. Uh, after that last group, Indian Gilligan is seeming funny. <laughs> Zainab should yell dynamite, and I'd clap. She happened to look like Jimmy J.J. Walker. And she should be doing sit-ups instead of stand-ups. That was... And then he wrote Peg King Kong Bundy. So... <laughs> he brought his gag machine there. He wasn't a Liz Sets Fire. Uh, now Cigar and Scotch wants a tag team with Liz. Everybody wants a tag team Liz. That has nothing to do with it. <laughs> but this is a safe zone. Except for where Chris Stanley is. He can fall at any moment. <laughs> I'm really... Bad knees. And bad nephews. <laughs> well, we've been through it all. We've been through it all. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is a little bit of heat for... What did she say that's got everybody so mad at her, Chris? Yeah, she's got... She's, she likened getting attacked online to being in war. She had, So she got into an internet fight with Cindy McCain. What Paltrow said is, you come across online comments about yourself and about your friends. Mm. It's a very dehumanizing thing. It's almost like how, in war, you go through this bloody dehumanizing thing, and then something is defined out of it. It is. Being on Twitter is like being at war. It's exactly the same, and any vet would agree. Now, I can say as a person, and I never actually even like to talk about this on the air, but... When I came back from Vietnam, a person yelled at me, baby killer, and spit right in my face. Jesus. Oh, my God. When I came back from the Nam. When were you in Vietnam? You know what? You're right. It's when I came back from an abortion clinic. 
When I came back from an abortion clinic, they yelled baby killer and spit in my face. That clears it up a bit. Yeah, I mean, in this case, they're probably right. I mean, are you an abortionist, though, or did you just accompany someone? I didn't have time for all that. I just said, stop it. We're going to Sizzler now. That was part of the package. I promised her a trip to Sizzler. <laughs> I was obsessed with Sizzler and Red Lobster as a kid. Always bugging my parents to go. I think people like Gwyneth Paltrow, she's one of the people where, even though it might piss you off that she said this, you want her to say this. Like you wake People that hate her, they wake up in the morning wanting her to just say something really stupid on her blog or have some like shirt that she sells for $500, just another reason that they can just hate her and write about her. I, you know, th there's certain people that are picked out to be the hated. You know what I mean? Like everyone always says, oh, you, you pick on the geeks and the fucking weirdos, but pretty people also and pretty rich women get picked on as well. Everyone gets fucking picked on. She should try to get together with some other rich women and just talk about how hard life is. But, by the way, she's selling her $500 shirt to people who buy $500 shirts, not to you. That's why you don't go fucking walking past Barney's in New York screaming, There's nothing for me to buy in there! What the fuck? $1,800 for a tie clip? The nerve. I'm guessing Barney's is a high-end store. I don't know. I don't walk into stores. I don't like the idea of walking into the store. Oh, I hate fucking shopping. I, I like know your mom was telling me she has a tough time getting you new pants. <laughs> Awful. Uh, Sean, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. I know, I know that mush mouth Chris Stanley is working about half the brain cells as a normal human, but did he say demonizing... I'm going to Paltrow's quote. I believe it was dehumanizing. Yeah, I said dehumanizing. No, you didn't. You said demonizing, like a dumb, stupid person. <laughs> no, I'm smart. Person. I'm smart. <laughs> I'm smart. No. Not dumb like they say, but smart. Poor bastards. Cigars and Scotch says he's going to keep Gwenny Paltrow in his thoughts on Veterans Day for now on. Chris is kind of turning into the Gwyneth Paltrow of this show. I'm going to start a website oh, where I sell geez. really expensive things. We'll see if anyone catches on. All right, we got to... Oh, fuck just put a picture of himself oh, no. with his Rangers jersey, but his ass is out. <laughs> Give, make sure we retweet that <laughs> on Ron and Fez SXM. If you're in the mood to see sexy guy ass... <laughs> And who is it? By the way, yesterday you embarrassed us, Fez, because uh, Luis Gomez offered to put his tongue on your balls and you fell into what I now call Death Fez 1. That's where he's so nervous that nothing happens. Why wouldn't you let him tongue your bag? Well, first of all, I didn't want my bag tongued in front of everybody. Then and that sounds like I'm not gay. That statement sounds like I can relate to that statement that you're saying because I'm not gay. It's a dude offering you sexual pleasure. When you're not in a relationship and when you've never had sex. And there's no chance of any danger amongst friends. Yeah, the place that you're in. If you wanted to, you could have put a blanket around yourself. You know, us. We don't have to see your friends. No, we balls. want to see your dick, Fez. <laughs> Well, it was just balls. Finally, you've said it. Good one, Fez. 
You got him. Yeah, you may. Gay is bad. <laughs> All right. Come on. You got the big win. When it's with you, it is. Okay, you too. This is gay on gay crime yeah. happening right this now. Is, this is like fucking kids playing on a gay ground. <laughs> when it's your face, I'd go there, but I don't like your mom's cooking. <laughs> no, you didn't. With those pants. The only reason you guys won the kickball game is because you had last licks. Because you turned down a ball tugging yesterday. Could have been even a lapping. That would have put me in shock jock heaven. Uh, doc, uh, Director Shasta is with you a million percent. He was at the Preakness and the horse looks strong. It's a strong goddamn horse, man. He says he's going to stub hub some triple crown takes two. <laughs> yeah, dogsy. You can get in general mission if you want to be with the plebs. How far back is that? You're in the like 160,000 people in front of you? Pretty much. I mean, if you get there early, like at six in the morning, you I'm get not right going in the to. I'm going to watch it on TV. <laughs> you get on the rail, though. That's nice. I can't even stand to watch the races leading up to it or the long video packages about dead jockey moms. I love a video package. You know what? This has got us so pumped up that we are going to do a contest right now. Uh, on horse racing, because uh, Hicks, we go through this, these horse race names, the, the, the horses' names themselves are so fucking crazy that it's hard to know whether it's a made-up name or a real name. It's totally ridiculous. There's yeah. some sort of rule Would you set. go so far to say redonkulous? It's donk. Okay. So, um, we've got something that you can win. And just name the uh, some of the prizes we'll be giving out today. You get Star Trek, signed by Alfre Woodard. Silent House, signed by Elizabeth Olsen. Source Code, signed by Jeffrey Wright. Right, those are fantastic prizes. And literally, once in a lifetime, that you're going to get something like this. We just sent some signed Blondie to Blowhard. And that album, signed by his favorite band, Blondie, now is covered in tears because he just sits and looks at it and cries and he thinks about 1978 over and over and over. He just, he loves that prize. And we make sure that we give those to you guys. A lot of famous people come through here. Saw John Malkovich in the hall yesterday. That's nice. Damn. Guess who he was with? Who? Who was taking him around? I'm going to guess. Spencer. Mm. Our one-time pal, Spencer. So, here's uh, where you... You have it. Call in now, and you're going to win this. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We have a game show for you. And if you noticed, the with the prizes, they seem to fall into a kind of a science fiction background. Space. Space. Final Frontier, right? That's exactly. See, Star Trek, signed by Alfred Woodard. You can win that. Right. But... The reason is because the name of this game is May the Force Be With You. Horses, nothing but horses. One has a fake name, the other is real. They'll race. Around a long track, but one could be lying, just trust me on that. Choose between the real and fake horse names to pick out the frogs. 
But remember, may the horse be with you. Now, see, I even said it wrong, and I have a staff that's afraid to correct me. The name of the game is actually, may the horse be with you. Horses, nothing but horses. One has a fake name, the other is real. They'll race. Around a long track, but one could be lying. Just trust me on that. Choose between the real and fake horse names to pick out the frogs. But remember, may the horse be with you. May the horse be with you. And yes, you heard our celebrity game show host. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes, thanks. Thank you for having me in the studio today. Uh, how is this going to work, Obi-Wan? Well, you see, in my time, uh, since I was murdered ruthlessly mm-hmm. by Darth Vader, i become a horse trader of mm-hmm. sorts. Uh, not in the Triple Crown type events, but, you know, those lower, lower leagues. Let me ask you this. Were you murdered by Darth Vader or was that suicide? I don't see what was the gain by I'm going to put my hands up here and, and die. How's he going to help Luke when he's dead? Dude? Because he was Space Ghost, coast to coast. He came back as Space Ghost. I had bad show. space arthritis. Uh, so tell us again how the game works. We will give you a real or a fake horse name and you tell us if it is valid or not. Now, if it is a fake name... Obi-Wan, are you going to use the impression the whole time, or is it going to go in and out like it's been doing right now? What impression are you talking about, Ron? Right, now you now you just did Ringo Starr. There's no... Using the Force, there's no end to what you can imagine. John, Paul, George, and Ringo. Ringo! All right, already people are tweeting in that you sound like a member of the Beatles, one after another. They are a a great group there. (laughs) They play them all the time at the track over the loudspeakers. It calms the horses. Okay, so what songs do they play, by the way? Oh, you know, uh, Hard Days, Horse... We we uh it's we, not even it's not even witty, huh? They just push horse <laughs> in even if it doesn't belong there. The horses. When you put in something like "Hey, you've got to hide your love away." I haven't heard that one. <laughs> oh, it's a good one. <laughs> All right, so explain the game again, Obi Wan. If it is a real horse name, you say, "Well, that's a horse, of course." Mm-hmm. But if we give you a fake horse name, you say, "Well, sir, that's a faux filly." <laughs> But this is fucking seriously the most embarrassing thing I've been involved in. And that includes Fez turning down tongue and balls yesterday. And I'm going to say from a very attractive young man. Fez would have got him some right there. Yeah. Louis Gomez, attractive young man, Fez. Um, I was disappointed he was not on last night's last comic standing. I was right, watching so- with my droids. <laughs> oh, you have your own droids? On Earth? Several. Yeah, yeah you fixed them too, right? Well, you know, I have a guy for that. Okay. Now, so if you think it is uh, a real name, you say what? You say, that's a horse, of course. Uh-huh. And if it's not? Well, sir, that's a faux filly. Shouldn't you say, nay, it's a faux filly? You could do that. <laughs> that that I w- I'd accept that. I don't know about the judges, but yeah. I would. Are you taking the All-Stars out on tour again this year, Ringo? <laughs> 
It's very oh. profitable for us. Oh. John, Paul, George, Brian Epstein's here. All right, so um, hopefully this will be the first and last time we ever play this game. Uh, let's go over to David, Rhode Island. How you doing, David? Good. Luke, are you ready to answer this question? <laughs> yeah. That's you. You're Luke now, I guess. <laughs> Remember to use the horse, Luke. Use the horse. The name of this horse is Fonzie Scheme. Fonzie Scheme. Fonzie Scheme. That's a horse, of course. Sorry. Sorry. That's a Fonzie Scheme, not a real horse. That is a faux filly (laughs) run. Not a real horse. You have to be... A lot of these horses these days, they they have fake names trying to get into the derby. You got to watch out for them. I always... I keep my lightsaber on my hip. Right. Gotcha. What color is your lightsaber, by the way? It is a blue. Blue. Uh, let's go over here to Kevin in Houston. Hey, buddy. Yeah. All right, I'm ready. Luke, are you ready for everybody's the name be, of the horse? Everyone's going to be Luke. Mm. Yes. <laughs> the name of this stallion is Tabasco Cat. Tabasco Cat. That's a horse, of course. Great shot, kid. That was one in a million. All right. Big winner. You just big won winner. Star Trek First Contact by Alfred Woodard, great friend of mine. It's not by her. It's just signed. <laughs> she wrote the script or <laughs> she what? Just walked out, did a couple of lines and got paid. You know, much to her own embarrassment. you got to get paid. <laughs> By the way, didn't um, the real Obi-Wan hate Star Wars and hate anyone bringing it up to him? He couldn't stand it. He was like a fucking real actor. That's one of my favorite things. You know what I mean? All for the paycheck. Dollar, dollar, (laughs) make me holla. What did you say, Ringo? Dollar, dollar, make me holla. And not the bread. Mm. All right, let's uh, keep this going. Here's Justin. Justin, you got a, you know, basically a coin flip here. Uh, Are you ready to play? Yes, I am. All right, Luke. The name of this horse is Fitzcarraldo. Fitzcarraldo. That's a horse, of course. Sorry. That's actually a name of a Werner Herzog movie, you <laughs> dumb piece of shit. <laughs> Why are you so angry with him, Obi-Wan? Just that it's hot in here. <laughs> You're our only hope. You know that, right? These aren't the horses you're looking for. Actually, I didn't even know that was Obi-Wan Kenobi. I thought it was Ben Kenobi. <laughs> Just the old guy that no one knows. That's Ben is the only name that would stand out in the fucking Star Wars universe. That's my government name. <laughs> this would be like if Charlie Manson got away and just started calling himself Bill Manson. <laughs> no one would then know him. He still has the Jedi robes on. He's like, what the fuck? He's hanging out with sand people. What a stupid fucking movie that is. <laughs> Hanging out with Sam people. That wasn't by choice. Sounds <laughs> racist to me. All right. Uh, here's uh, Buck. Buck from the movie Suck and Fuck with Chuck and Buck. Are you <laughs> ready to play? Yes, I am. Luke, 
The name of this next horse is Thunder Gulch. Thunder Gulch. That's ours, of course. Great shot, kid. That was one in a million. Great shot, kid. That was one in a million. Great acting. He killed Great it, acting. Dude. He has a plane. So you're looking for an Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, I know what Ben Kenobi. We could drive over and ask him if he's heard of him. Maybe. I doubt it, though. Cousin, maybe? Yeah. I doubt it. <laughs> Kenobi must be like Smith yeah. in outer space. Sort of like uh, the character Pat Noriyuki in the movie Karate Kid. Oh, Ben Kenobi. Like O.B. One Kenobi. Weird. Yeah. O.B. Putting this together here. <laughs> oh, you mean Ben? <laughs> yes, he's, he's right around the he's right down the block there, the cul-de-sac. And what did uh, what did he do for money the whole time he was living there? I don't think I think he just was like uh, like he didn't have he was a hunter or something. He didn't do shit for money. What were you gonna eat? You know that was a deleted scene. I actually owned uh, a small aluminum siding business for myself. <laughs> well, you you know. would have needed it with that fucking sand, right? You know, sandstorm, right? <laughs> Where did that come from? Uh huh. All right, one more to play. Uh, By the, the way, big, big game show. Yes, that last caller won a copy of Silent House, signed by Elizabeth Olsen. I never even heard of this. Oh, it's a very scary picture, <laughs> much like my uh, ending battle with Darth Vader. It's kind of like anticlimactic, actually. Yeah, it was bad. Slow. <laughs> Nothing but horses. One has a fake name, the other is real. They'll race around a long track, but one could be lying. Just trust me on that. Choose between the real and fake horse names to pick out the frogs. But remember, may the horse be with you. Yeah, we're playing May the Horse Be With You. We've got uh, one of the cartoon beetles uh, in here who told us to pick out one of the frogs. Did you tell us to pick out a frog? One of the frogs. Right, frog. Yes, fraud, like a liar. Yeah. Fraud. Right. It's with a D. Do they hop into ponds? (laughs) Because it sounds like frog. It's my accent, my space accent. (laughs) Um, Ed, in Connecticut, are you ready to play the America's least favorite game show, uh, May the Horse Be With You? I am. All right, Luke from Connecticut. <laughs> Your horse. Hate him. Nudist <laughs> Buddhist. Nudist Buddhist. Is that a horse, of course, or a faux filly? I'm going to say it's a faux filly. Great shot, kid. That was one in a million. Great shot, kid. That was one in a million. You think blowing up a giant fucking world-destroying fucking spaceship? Hey, e- don't get cocky. Easy, fanboy. <laughs> easy. <laughs> Just relax. We're letting the force get the best of you. Shouldn't it? Too many right. mitochlorians. You gotta keep it even keel. And he just bought a copy of Source Code signed by 
the magnificent Jeffrey Wright. Oh, that's a great one. Fantastic, great one. fantastic picture. All right, in the first two minutes, you watch Star Wars, right? Yeah. And you're a fan. Yeah. All right, when the escape pod went out, right? With yeah. the two robots in it. Yeah. Why didn't the ship just shoot it? I think it was too small for the radar. It was like, it, it, just, it was fucking, they couldn't tell. So radar does not detect small things. I believe so. Okay. You know, they... Well, they said there's no life signs aboard, so they detected something. All right, so they must have just thought it was debris. So they were like, fuck that, we don't need it. We don't need to shoot debris. And we yeah. just built, you know, a giant Death Star. You don't want to waste money on ammunition. <laughs> it was an escape pod. Escape, meaning they're trying to escape us. We shoot them, and none of this bad shit happens to the Empire. <laughs> Empire just runs it. Tatooine gets blown up. I really wouldn't like you to talk about that. It's kind of a sore spot for me. You're not even from Tatooine. I had f college friends there. <laughs> what? You were hiding there. You didn't go to school there. <laughs> you really believe it's him, don't you? That You're sounds really like, caught up in this. Sounds like Ben to me. Uh, coming up a little later on in the show, good news for everybody. Big Jay Okerson is uh, rolling in. He's going to be at the stand tonight. Jesse Joyce is going to be rolling in. Uh, he's going to be at the comedy spot. In Scottsdale. I might have to check that out. And let's go big. Let's go big. David Tell will be here today. He's going to be at Hilarities in Cleveland on June 20 and the 21st. DavidTell.com for tickets. And also Operation Purple at MilitaryFamily.org. Operation Purple. MilitaryFamily.org. All those guys are going to be here in just a little bit today. And uh, we'll get some more stuff coming up as well. We'll be right back with you. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Comedy fans, what's up? It's Jeffrey Gurian here for SiriusXM, bringing you the 4 on 1 on what's going on in the comedy scene in New York, LA, and anywhere else I think is important within one minute. Wednesday, June 4th at 8 p.m., Gotham Comedy Club in New York City will be holding a fundraiser for the second annual Woodstock Comedy Festival, a three day weekend event coming up September 19th to the 21st in the actual town of Woodstock, a place where I've spent many hazy, lazy days. Under the umbrella of Comedy for a Cause, the festival will raise money for the battle against human trafficking and domestic violence, two of society's least humorous problems. Hosted by Eddie Brill, the fundraiser will feature Sashir Zameda, Wyatt Sanak, Jim Norton, Ted Alexandro, and others. And for more info, go to WoodstockComedyFestival.org. Anyway, that's it for me. This has been Jeffrey Gurren for SiriusXM, reminding you, you may forget a lot of things, but never forget that comedy matters. Follow me on Twitter at Jeffrey Gurren and at ComedyMattersTV.com for interviews with all your favorite stars. Shout out to Nick Kroll. That's my one minute. I'm out. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog, Sirius XM Comedy Hits, Channel 
buddies. It's the Ron Fez Show. Big comic stopping in in just a little bit. David Tell. It's the season finale of David Tell's Comedy Underground this Saturday, 1 o'clock on Comedy Central. Personally, uh, I believe this is the best presentation of comedians I've ever seen on uh, TV. It's just been a really, really great show. Uh, Jesse Joyce is going to be here, who is absolutely hilarious. And Big J Okerson. Everybody loves Big J. Uh, all coming up in just a little bit. Um, go check out the iBank today for Filtered Excellence. Uh, find out how you can see Supermensch, uh, because we had uh, on the show uh, the gentleman Shep Gordon, who that was about. Also on Filtered Excellence, Night Moves, Jesse Eisenberg has done the show. The 2014 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony finally on TV this Sunday night. Uh, all kinds of great people on there, including the big Kiss letdown, where we were hoping they would go crazy, um, but they didn't pull it off for us. Uh, we'll have the NBA cha- uh, Conference Championships done, and um, some great albums out. Uh, this one's hard for me to believe, 30-year anniversary of She's So Unusual by Cyndi Lauper, the person the person that everybody thought was going to be ten times bigger than Madonna. And then she made one big career mistake, rock and roll wrestling, and never was taken seriously again. Uh, you can go see Bob Newhart this weekend in Boston. Uh, also in New York City, very cool uh, thing, Cam, uh, John Cameron Mitchell, is getting together with Wallace Shawn, where they do this series of bringing out performers to read classic works of poetry and literature. Uh, also in New York City, uh, live, John Waters, uh, a guy who's done our show before, and uh, he's really one of the best uh, independent filmmakers, as well as public speakers. The guy's just hysterical. All right, that's all up on the Filtered Excellence. Make sure you check it out because, you know, with summer coming up, you don't want to be locked in your apartment like Chris Stanley, Shelby Lynn, Fez Watley. You got to make this the summer Tito's for yourself. You got to get out there. Uh, Eric Holder says, Can you. Uh, ask your management if you can keep the show on demand for more than five days. If you get busy at work and then you miss shows. Here's the thing, Eric. We get more and more heat if you do this. And this goes to all the listeners. Go to the on demand once or twice a day. Click it. Whether you're going to listen to it or not, just keep clicking it. Because apparently since we came to Raw Dog, the on demand has jumped way up. Uh, to where everyone's going, why would this, why did this happen? Because you got to just keep hitting these guys with numbers and numbers. So we'll get the on demand the way you want it if you guys keep using it more, even if you're not totally happy with it. I will pass this on. Uh, and also, if you're pissed about the on demand or you got any other problems, write to me personally, Ron and Fez AOL. I'll pass it on because complaints also help us a great deal. So go and click the on-demand every day, even more than once a day. Get those guys to know that you demand good on-demand. Um, I got so many different things, uh, emails sent to me about how many people uh, 
love the Tito's segment yesterday. And we're going to do something with that, some life-changing stuff, every Thursday. In um, We heard from a lot of entrepreneurs, but as we do this over the summer, we're going to think of how many life-changing moments we can come up with to be on the show. Because most of the time, I think a lot of us walk through life uh, sleepwalking. Um, it uh, It's intense. Um, Fez, could you please get Wiki the information that he needs? He's asked you for the vacation stuff. Okay. Um, over and over and over. You never want to get into the position where they keep asking us. Um, Leslie wants to know this because she's very interested in Chris Stanley. Uh, why do you keep betting high? What's the betting high that you get from losing? You gamble a lot, and you never once said, I hit. This is great. Well, it's chasing that win that never really ever comes. At best, I'm breaking even at the track. You know, I'm not, like, fucking hitting some giant haul. I've never once heard you come <laughs> in. I don't know why you laugh at that and say, I didn't get anything. I mean, we sat around talking about the Tito stuff and about failure and all that. But why do you play something that you never succeed at? When is it going to dawn on you? You're not good at picking horses. I'm going to read a couple of books on the subject. Try to get my discipline up. Uh, Hosp also wanted to point this out to Obi-Wan. Uh, you've staggered them exactly. Real horse, fake horse, real horse, fake horse through the entire game. Mix it up a bit. Yeah. Stop being such a dope. Break the source code. Right? All right. Uh, Shelby, I'm going to send you... Someone just sent us a, a rap theme just now. And without even checking it, maybe we'll try our rap theme. I know. It'll be seconds before I hate it. It's hip, though. You know, you know. Rap is uh, in right now. Another important thing is share the halls as much as you can with your Instagram friends. Get it out there. Um, it's at Ron and Fez SXM on Twitter and Instagram. And the Instagram account is at Ron and Fez SXM. Know what the term is? Regram. You got to regram. I never heard this term before. It's like I used to regram, but that mean I just cut it with man uh, Manitol. You get more. Or stuff to help the baby shit, I like to say. You can follow both of them, regram, retweet. Copy the link, put it on Facebook. You might even actually be able to pin this on your Pinterest. Can do you ping everything it you can. Where do you ping something? I think that's a failed iTunes venture. Maybe try that. Because I always heard ping like some U-boat would get pinged. It was like the scariest thing. You're at the bottom, you think you're hiding, and then you get pinged. Yeah, they just send out like a general message, and then, oh, you just got pinged, son. I've never been a fan of the Nazis. Let me go on record at that. But I really did not want them to get killed in Das Boot. Yeah. It's awful when you're like, they're going to drown in a claustrophobic fucking container. Like getting like you're getting attached to these people you're watching. Well, it was like a Batman movie. You put them in something, and then you drown them in that tight space. I'm like, come on, let's kill those Americans as fast as you can. Get back to the Deutschland. What's that? Like Germany. You speak so many languages. Thank it must be fascinating. It's crazy. You know, world traveler. You know that you just said quasi? <laughs> and traveler. <laughs> and then never explain to us what high do you get from losing. You seem to be annoyed with your hobby. <laughs> Whatever horse you want to 
like bet on. Just yeah. don't bet on that and bet on another one. You know, I fuck, I've tried that, but I can't. It's like I I talk myself into thinking like I I have to know I'm, what I'm doing at this point, so I'm gonna bet on this. Why don't you uh, bet on them all? <laughs> then you can't lose. Because you you, you can't would, win. You, you lose money doing that. If you bet on all of them, you would lose money. They might as well just bet on the long shot every single time. But then he would at least have the satisfaction of, even though he he's going to lose money anyway, but then he'd still have the satisfaction of, I did at least pick the winner. We also picked more so losers. So <laughs> you're a football fan, right? Yes. You realize if you bet on both teams, you lose. Right. At yeah. no point do you win. That's, the, that's even worse than fucking racing because <laughs> more money is going out. Uh, all right, so share the halls with your friend. I've got to figure out how you do the halls. So explain to me how I can see it on Instagram or how do I get it? Well, you go, if you already have an Instagram account. I you, don't. You can, it's very easy to sign up. I have a MySpace. Can I just do it from there? You can maybe post that link or embed it, but. Nobody, none of my friends will answer me on MySpace, though. Oh. It's like it's fucking dead there. Timberlake only replies to me. Um, can I get this off an AOL chat room? No. No, no, not not MP4 compatible. My name on there is punching my nuts in that sack if anybody <laughs> wants to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to go on your phone and get your Instagram. Get right. your Instagram app. Sign up and then just search for at Ron and Fez SXM. And that's our account. And you can check out the halls. And I can do this off my phone? Yeah, you can do that off your phone. Landline? No, 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 no. no Self-smartphone. That, that was going to be my new nickname for you, Landline. It's <laughs> a pretty cool nickname. And the Landline brought me down. You can also put this on your Tumblr if you have one, if you're so inclined to do that. Yeah, once you're on the Instagram and checking out the halls at Ron and Fez SXM, you can share it anywhere else. Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter. Email. Email it to your Can friend. I Gmail it to a friend? Yes, Absolutely. you can. Right, where's Gmail? The more Gmail, the better. I can't find that. Gmail.com. Um, did everyone go pick up the CD that we're supposed to from Laura? Uh, oh, she was gone. I'm going to grab that. She phone. just wrote back. It's a daily reminder. You've got at least one book or CD waiting for you at my desk. Please come by when you can pick up. Please stop driving me crazy. Shelby, why are you driving Laura crazy? Um, more people wish that we could do more than five days worth of On Demand. Thank you, Christopher. Again, go to On Demand as much as you can during the day. And we just drive those numbers up and then bitch more. And we'll do it. And you know, take a li and don't just click. You can also take a listen. It's better sound quality on the on demand. I've heard from people. I've tried it out because it's... what the fuck are you talking about? How could there be better on demand than there is on the regular radio? Well, you see, I record the show two CDs go through we the mics instead of you know how it's sent out. You know, it's not in stereo. The on demand has yeah. a different source, so the show does sound better. I had no on, idea. This. Yeah, on demand. If you go to on demand once, it goes up on demand. The Ron and Fez show. You listen to it. It sounds better than it does live. All right, this is what fucking bothers me about you, younger fucks. <laughs> you believe that since you could understand this, that I get it, and I would have no idea because I'm you know, I just listen to the radio like a person. 
I don't even understand it. I just know me use discs. I did not know that you could, it would sound better. <laughs> yeah, it does sound better without a doubt on demand. Once it shows, the stage shows up on demand, you're going to hear a crisper sounding show. Right, this came up on the Filtered Excellence from, uh, from John where he said that the Beck recommendation is perfect. He loves that album. Looking forward to a Sunday morning listen to ease into the day. I got to agree with John on this one. The Sunday morning, I'll say 11 o'clock, is one of my favorite times to listen to music. As you're like, where are we going to go? It's that post-breakfast, pre-brunch, mm. post-wake-and-bake, <laughs> you know, nothing to do on a lazy Sunday. Let's put some music on Why it matters. Now, unlike Chris Stanley... That's not a metal time for me. That say this new Beck album would be perfect. Uh, jazz is perfect. A little Coltrane is nice. Miles Davis, the Van Morrison, even in the folk rock, folk music. See, that's totally different for me because I usually have Slayer Sunday and just. Like, Do you really like? I see Saturday mornings when I play my music. You play it loud. Yeah, I just, I just wake up and start playing music, and it's just nice. It's a nice but atmosphere. You, but do you like the kind of music I'm talking about? Do you look for atmosphere? Graceland is what I like to okay, play on a Sunday morning. Graceland is a, a perfect morning. That's a perfect one. I pop in that Laura Nero greatest hits and just let that bad boy spin. I don't know whether you're fucking teasing right now, but I happen to love Laura Nero. So Who is this it? your Iran? I I don't I can't tell with you because you sound fucking like a snarky little prick. Do you love Laura Nero? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what them. It's everything yet is questionable with Shelby. <laughs> Sexuality. I can't tell whether he's making fun of me or for five seconds he seemed like a human being who would say, I love this. Don't tell Picnic that, bitch. Again, that's the type of thing that makes me feel like you don't mean it. I guess, I guess you're afraid that if you show that anything is precious to you, it'll be made fun of. So you have to come out of the gate making fun of it, like you do with yourself. You know what I mean? Like when comics start to tease him, he's like, "Yeah, like in the ass and in the mouth." You know, yeah, just I want to jizz all over me. me. Yeah, like bend uh, me over, Jay. Yeah, run train, it. run train on me. That's why he threw away his Barney the dinosaur that his dad sent him. That's true. That's true, Aunt Fezzi. He did do that. <laughs> Sad. Um, here's our newest Instagram followers. Our last five. Hugaboom, <laughs> Mister Let's Go Oilers. RT Hockey 437, Dirk Touch, Frank Rupsey, and Noogs. Uh, Alex in Florida. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, Ronnie. I just want to tell you, and I, know, I know you asked, but this is a God's honest truth. I've been wanting to do this for a month and a half. I signed up for the on-demand. You know, here's what they got to understand. It's a two-hour show or about a three-hour show, whatever. It's, there's no fast-forward or rewind. Like, so if you leave the app and you go away, and I'm like, oh, I was up to that point in the interview or whatever it was, mm -hmm. there's no way to go back to that point. I know. Dude, I love the show, but I can't, like, let the thing sit there and play for another hour and a half to catch up. It's crazy. Here's my point, though. Keep using that app and bitch about it to us over and over. But don't go, oh, I hate the app and not use it. Use it and then bitch and we'll no, get better oh, stuff and all I, the time. I'll, and I'll tell you one more thing real quick. So I forget exactly which it was, but the way they have the shows listed is also insane. So there's like RBI shows are listed, but like the regular, and I think the regular run and fed shows, but some of the other ones, um, uh, 
RBI, I think, was there or wasn't there. Anyway, it was completely ass-backwards. It's just, it's like no one's put a lot of time or effort into it. The, the concept is great. The idea is great because, you know, it's 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 a hard to, to get the you know the show exactly when you want it. But, right. But, but the, just the implementation of it, the execution right now is just, it's not where it should be. I'll put it that way. I, I will uh, agree with you uh, 100%, and we're battling for you. And we got Don battling and Tim battling, but they said the more and more people that keep hitting the app helps us, the more and more people that hit demand. So just do it and then send your bitches on to me and I'll send them along and it'll look like, you know, people want it. That's how you get stuff. Um, no, Jerry Barker just sent me an email. All right, listen to this. This is interesting. Jerry Barker wants to be a guest writer. For an episode of The Halls. Whoa. Jerry Barca seems to have a crush on a beautiful young Dominican girl. That's what I worry about. Look, he can send the scripts in, but ain't going to be on set. <laughs> um, Mark, you're on the Run of Face show. Hey, I have a question for Chris Stanley and that uh, the horse racing question. The Kentucky Derby and Belmont is for the fastest three-year-old horses. Is that correct? Well, yeah, it's it's for the best uh, three-year-old horse in racing. Yeah. Okay. What is the Super Bowl of horse racing? The the race that a horse can be two-year-old or twenty-year-old. It's just the fastest horse in the world. I don't even know if that why don't horse we, race why like that, that exists. More famous? I don't know. Well, first of all, a 20-year-old horse is not going to be fast. You know, it's like saying when you're watching soccer, how come there's not more 50-year-old guys? For some reason, if you even notice in, like, soccer, and we got World Cup coming up, and I don't know enough about soccer, but I'm like, why do I always look at these teams and there's 21-year-old guys on it? You know, you wouldn't always expect there to be the best players in a country to be that young, but then I found out not only these guys, like, peaking physically, but... A lot of them at 21 have been playing club soccer for 17 years. So they are veterans. Yeah, and I don't mean like us over here. Oh, we're taking you to Little League. They're like, we're taking you to the Manchester fucking team. <laughs> You're what playing on their club team. The hell happened to Ronaldinho? It's hot for a second. Um, well, he's retired. Yeah, exactly. They just gone like that. Yeah, but it's because you don't watch the game every... You know, uh, all the time. It's just like in this country, you'd be like your mom going, where's T.L.? Mom, <laughs> he's retired. God. Get out you know, of I mean, room. we, you know, most of our players have about a 10-year run other than quarterbacks. If you that. Know? Like, it's usually fucking even shorter. Well, certainly is for fucking running backs. <laughs> you don't run in a lot of running backs that are any good after the age of 29. No, like is that that class of running back is pretty much there. It has to be a new one now because Chris Johnson's over the fucking hill. Dude, there isn't. They weren't even drafting running backs this year. Yeah, the running back is a fucking uh, a used up position. The fifty something pick was the first running back. It's done. crazy. But you know that's what happens because they've shown up. A run now is a screen pass. You know what I mean? Like it's a short pass has replaced the run. Um. Joe, MPA, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. I work uh, second shift, so I catch about the last half hour of you guys. But what I do is by like 6 or 7 o'clock uh, on my phone app, you guys are on the show there. 
and I download your show, it takes about 10 seconds, and then I go and turn my data off on my phone. That way I know it's not eating up any of my data, and I can listen to you guys every day that way. All right, I appreciate it, Joe. All this stuff is like fucking Egyptian to me. And by that, I mean they're trying to run into fucking our places and blow them up. Oh, God. Is it the Brotherhood? All right, you got that rap song? Yep. Let's see how long we can sit through it before, you know, if you can't take it anymore, you have to yell out, and we'll see if you can make it all the way through. Ron is a Philly guy, wakes up in the morning hoping Fez maybe really died. Hicks stays really high, shell has pretty eyes and lips like Lily Tide. Back in. Ron does the world's best interviews, Back in. drinks too much and will continue to. And Shelby's got DSLs, and you won't hear yeah. Fez until the live read interlude. If he talks, it's probably not new shit. Somebody's in the bathroom, he's probably not pooping. Hicks went to college, so he's probably not stupid. Shelby's got a bad gland, he's probably got lupus. This is like a rap version of an unscreened phone Sick call. movie raps, bro. Yeah. Digging that run and fest show. Fez is all weird and sad. Digging that run and fest show. Never no turning back. Never, never, no, never no turning back. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Announce who the winners is. Hicks can't do it because he can't pronounce Bennington. Bang that. Ronnie, what you give him so much shit for? Because he's the shitty mentor in the center. What the fucking fuck? Fez used to play a gay character. Now he's the oldest virgin in North America. He sits quiet as a cat bird. To get him talking, call and say the other F word. Fashion. And then it turns to the advice show. Blame it on his mom like the murder movie Psycho. And people start to add theories. He stands in the booth so he can fart in that clearly. Came out the closet, then he starts to act weirdly. Now he has a breakdown and a heart attack yearly. Digging that Ronnie Fez show. Shelby's got rotten legs. Digging that Ronnie Fez show. Never no turning back. Never, never, no, never no turning back. Yeah, shout out to Blowhard. Andy from Cleveland. Uh, John from wherever he's from, and shout out everybody. Janice, what up? Uh, Sarah McPants, what's up? Liz sets fire. Trek of love, yeah. Everybody but Lady Trucker. Everybody but her. Continue to ban Lady Trucker forever, please. That was unbelievable. I want that in heavy rotation. Damn, we didn't even listen to that first. I really like the hook when we get into that uh, Philly soul sound, too, man. Who did that, Shelby? Who sent that to us? That was Mike Eagle. Mike Eagle. Mike. Fly. Yeah. fly with that Mike. That was great. Dig it out around fashion. All right, everybody's jumping on the Instagram. I'm just going to read the last names here. David Laws. Hooray, it's Rob. Kentucky Musket. I'm going to stay in like I'm doing um, the Love Supreme. <laughs> A.K.A. Scorpion. Blah Monsters. Groundhoggers. Rocky Fuzzballs. Bunky Perkins and Uncle Doe. All checking out the halls. Uh, when we get Molly in here, we're going to do a lot more Instagrams. Uh, a lot more videos. We're going to fucking take it up. I want her in the position that we originally had Fez in. And I just want Fez to make sure that Wiki gets the stuff that he keeps asking for. Because they hate us. They hate us down the halls. I'm not allowed to say their names, 
but it's Gil, Don, Tim, and not Michelle, but Fez did attack her during the meeting. <laughs> um, but boom, stay on all of that stuff. I love that song, by the way. That was amazing. It was rap and soul. You know who else loves it? Fusion. Jay Berger, uh, Uncle Bunker, Archie Bunker's ghost. I'm just throwing it to new... Uh, I didn't know Ghost could be on social media. This is really exciting. Well, you know, you make up the names the oh. way you want to. I want Elvis to follow us. Uh, have our guests checked in yet? Some have. Which ones? Jay and Jesse. Big Jay. Are they down in the... What do you call it? I believe... Uh, they J probably went away for Dave, right? Yeah. It's going to be... I can't believe it's already the last comedy underground it's of weird. the season. Bummed out. Uh, Jesse Joyce, Al Jackson, Tom Rhodes, and special guest Ron Jeremy. Taking out Ron Show. Never no turning back. I'm digging out Ron Show. Never no turning back. Shelby, tell me one more time. Were you making fun of me with that Laura Nero? No. Did you know that I love Laura Nero? Yeah. I, oh, I you did know that. I love most music from that era. That's no way to fucking judge me, Mr. Goddamn. You know that I don't love most music from that era. So I'm sitting in every time you're trying to fucking play Urgent in my ear. Listen to this. Urgent. It's good. He's, his thing, he always goes, you got any sticks? You got any Asia? I'm a fucking soul man, okay? Sail away. Soul music touches my soul. I can't live like you. I'm making fun of everything. Here's Shelby's fucking rock. Bigger than life. Open sex is up on the Instagram. Murph, Gumby Run, J Car G, Derek Johnson, Thor from Houston, Airborne Ranger. What that sex? Oh, yeah, that's our buddy, right? Mark Rivera. He actually sang back up on this tour and then toured this album. Here's a Greg. Greg, you're on the Run of Fest show. Greg. Hey, yeah, Rob. Yeah. Uh, I want to see if I can turn you on some new music as a guy named Chris Stapleton. He's a singer songwriter out of Kentucky. Is he Gene Stapleton's son? Uh, see if you can chew up his version, his acoustic version of Barely Alive. He does everything. He's got blues, bluegrass, rock, country. Uh, he should specialize. <laughs> Same thing I said to the Beatles. I go specialize, boys. Get that niche. These things don't seem like they belong on the same album. <laughs> you can't have number nine and Rocky Raccoon and fucking Helter Skelter and have a sound for yourself. You're all over the place, Beatles. Focus. Well, that was a fucking um, great band, too, with Hocus Pocus by Focus. Your fucking favorite song of all time. God, I love it. This might have been the nuttiest song that's ever played on FM radio. In the history of the world. I just said history. <laughs> uh, Hocus Pocus by Focus, Chris Stanley's all time favorite jam. 
so much. I like the yodeling, and I like the rock. And combined, nothing is ever better than this. For those about the rock, we yodel for you. <laughs> Whatever happened to like the little snack cake yodel? Is that still around? Yeah, they're still around. Mm-hmm. I'll play the game. I taste the cake get the whole way. You know, uh, here's some of the new Instagram people. Mikey U, John Pine, Trucker Smart, KR Dragon, Go For Chris, H-Town, Give Me Back My Son, and the one, the only, Big John. There's a guy with an ego problem. Hey, it's the one, the only, Big John. I guess you're kind of big. I mean, when yeah. you call yourself big, isn't that all? You know, like Big J Okerson. <laughs> it comes across a little aggressive. Yeah, because you're big. You're fucking bigger than everyone else. You're yeah. big. You're the big's in part of your name now. See, what always makes me laugh about um, a nickname is that people will go around and introduce themselves as their nickname. You know what I mean? It's really weird. Like I know a guy. He fucking moved from Philly. To uh, Florida, into a neighborhood where nobody knew him, right? So his name was Sharky. Then he moves down there, and he's like, he's meeting people, like, "Hey, I'm Sharky." No, you're not fucking Sharky. <laughs> That's something guys call you that you grew up with. You now have taken on a life of love of call me Sharky because I'm always sharking shit out. People call me Sharky, <laughs> so you can too. And then this is the other thing for him. Every fucking year, it's my week, right? Shark hey. week. <laughs> it's like I get a whole week. Forget my birthday. Shark week for Sharky. Shut the fuck up with the sh- constant Sharky stuff. Fez introduces himself to pl- people that don't listen to the show and don't know any of us as Fez. <laughs> now, how fucking crazy is that? <laughs> Yet, if you look at his driver's license, Todd. <laughs> Never would change that name. And yet introduced himself to new people as Fez. I'm going to introduce some of my new names. El Jefe Wapo, QB, Mr. Peter, Peter Lemongello, JW Truth, Mick Varn, Jim Cantano, well, that's, and Fat Neil with a PH. <laughs> Is that uh, kind of fat still even said, the PH fat? No. I, after the clothing line Fat Farm lost uh, you know, its prominence. Should we uh, break before our comedians come in? Uh, we, can, uh, we can go. We can go. We can fucking go straight through. But then it'll take us all the way to the end. All right, then, yeah, let's break. Because when you'd rather, or you'd rather break once with them in here. Fez, are you going to do your announcer gimmick? Yes, I am. What is it about that that brings you out of your shell? Why it, do you love the announcer gimmick? It so? really brings so much joy to the guest. Right, but I meant what we're trying to do is bring joy to our listeners. So the more stuff that you do for the listeners, like the, like the stuff that you do for them, you could also do for our listeners. The way that you make the guests happy because they love to get their live reads, you can make that. How long before this bit burns on all of us, by the way? Because it's getting done like twice a week now. Yeah, it's actually- and I love it, but I also know shelf life. He's got five more guests than him. Oh, that quick, huh? He's got five more guests before it's... Before we just start fucking with it? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is this? <laughs> Instead of, all right, here he is back with his hack fucking piece. The, th- the funny thing about Fez is he loves the Groundhog Day. So, Fez, you, you're going to take it 
Because I think it ends funnier when it's on the negative vibe. The last one's negative. Okay, yeah, definitely. We'll do that. Will. You're doing it. <laughs> no, there's no we in this. There's no team. Um, hey, uh, tell Janice I can't get to her because I got these comics coming in. But um, I, I definitely want to talk to her when I get the chance. Alex, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, I was on yesterday talking about my band at the Cheetos moment, and oh, yeah. uh, Howard actually contacted me, your intern. He said he really liked the song, and I was hoping, uh, yeah, we could play our, our latest recording, Any Waking Moment, that uh, Howard said he listened to like four or five times. After All right, the show. grab Howard. Howard's over here. He's taking kickbacks from bands. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's called Science. Uh, you can find us at Science NJ, and. Um, while we finish up our new record, we're going to not be playing too many shows, but uh, probably in the fall time, we'll be going out. Well, we're not going to have time because we got the boys coming in, right? Yeah. We're not going to have time. You love this That's song? Okay, cool. yeah, I love this song. I listened to it like uh, four or five times, definitely. What's yesterday. the sound? What does it sound like um, right now? Is it like a Stones, like an early Rolling Stones fucking... No, no. More of what a... What are we, like a Grand Funk Railroad, like a fucking power trio, <laughs> like Cream? Does it come laying down like that? Or is it or is it with a, you know, like a Texas thing, like a ZZ Top, like a LaGrange, like a ha 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 Or are we staying with the Southern Rock thing? Is it like a Wet Willie, a Charlie Daniels? Are we looking at a... a at a fucking fly that fucking free bird one more time for those Skinner boys. Well, you're moving out into the West, you know? Is it, is it an old school? Is it a kind of a, a canyon, Jackson Brown? I'm feeling sensitive, but I'm still doing coke. Oh, good, the Eagles are here, and they brought Warren Zevon in. Is that the sound that we're looking at, uh, Howard? Is that what you're talking about? Not exactly, no. <laughs> More of like a like a Howard Jones thing. Is it it's like it's the eighties? It's Tears for Fears. Everybody bring it up with. We're not gonna have time to play this, Shelves. I got comics coming in, but we're going to do this next week. I want you to go back and work it out with it. But everything is let. See, I've I remember you know the first song that I ever said. Go into the the fucking uh, music director's office and said we need to play this song. Mm. I just started in radio. What's that? It was a little song called Sweet Child of Mine. Oh, really? And it made me, I became known as the kid with the golden ear, and I never picked another hit. But I had Sweet Child of Mine. And every time I hear that song now, I'm like, I picked that fucker. No matter who I'm with, it doesn't matter from my parents, my kids, neighbors. I see the song, and I turn it up. I fucking walked into Charlie Logan's office, and I go, you're fucking around. This is the song. This is your Sweet Child of Mine moment. Right. Is this going to be as big as Sweet Child of Mine? I, I think so, yes. You're going to be hearing this 25 years Absolutely. from now. It's going to be that What's big. the name of this song? Uh, I just forgot the name of the song. I said, oh, Jesus Christ. I panicked. Uh, I panicked. Uh, it's any waking moment. Any waking moment. Science. There you go. Okay. By science. Any waking moment. A little Cambria, a little Radiohead, a little Mars Volta, a little right. Frog Rock. It's a little R&B. It's a little bit of everything. But, uh, so, it's almost too much. It's almost too much. It's almost, but uh, it's it's very easy to do, listen to. Do you guys do any rap songs that mention all the guys on the show? Because we <laughs> love that. It seems like if you want to be played here, just bring up our names. <laughs> all right, we're going to do this next week. Thanks. You work it out with him. Thanks, guys. And this is uh, your time, Howard. Awesome. Um, all right, I think the boys are here now, right? Yes, they are. All right, Comedy Underground lineup this week. Jesse Joyce, Al Jackson, Tom Rhodes, Ron Jeremy is going to be a special guest. And uh, coming in, Dave Attell, uh, Jesse Joyce, and Big J Okerson, all coming in to the Run Fest show.
that song that we all love now. Only means one thing. David Tell has brought his comedy thugs into our studio with us. Uh, Jesse Joyce is here, as well as Big J. Uh, good to see you guys. Good. Thanks What's again. On, this is, uh, I guess, I, this would be the Preakness. Yes, This would it be is. like the third this or fourth time or something. Yeah. yeah, because you came in, I think, as it was starting, and then yes. you dropped in the middle, and now I can't believe it's the end of the first it's season. It's the end of the run. Yeah. And uh, that's why Jay is here. He was on the first episode, and Jesse Joyce, who's on the last episode. So, full circle. And nobody promoted the show harder than Ron and Fez. Oh, well, that's very nice. Well, yeah. uh, let me tell you, I, I'm such a big fan of the show. And now, not to attack other things, but with Last Comic Standing, on, you get to see the difference of presentation, right? Oh, yeah. So, when you see, like, <laughs> on your show, like, everybody really did well. Mm-hmm. But, to me, Lynn Coplis just throttled the room, yes. her show, and then you see her on Last Comic Standing, and they're trying to give her advice of what she should be doing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you started out sounding a little bit like Joan Rivers. I don't think... You're like, what are you talking about? Oh, it was... it. Uh, that show was made... It's two episodes and I'm furious. You're already mad <laughs> oh, about it, huh? Man, but guess so which mad. one my mom's watching. Yes. <laughs> Last Comic Standing. <laughs> and asking you if you could get on there. Exactly. <laughs> And she thinks on. I'm on there. <laughs> I read an article. They made an interesting point that it's like they're having people who haven't done stand-up in 20 years give advice to contemporary stand-ups. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like... But that is what life is like, though. You know, like yeah, wherever you go in the world, like if you watch sports, it's guys that used to b- play sports bitching about guys that are playing sports now. And you never will see, you never see one of those guys who are like, look, I played quarterback. It's really fucking hard. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you got one second to get the ball out of your head. I feel like it's like uh, Civil War reenactors training Special Forces guys. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, so you wouldn't do it? You wouldn't go out there? I, well, I did it a couple years ago when, yeah. when Geraldo was the judge because he was like, you should do it. It's going to be fun. So, right. And it was. It was a good time. Yeah, but it, this could actually be good for a lot of those uh, Oh, totally. Guys. It's great for them. Like, I don't, I'm not disparaging it. I just yeah. think that like the judging thing is a weird element of it. I'll disparage it. Yeah. Yeah, Stinks. do it, Jay. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it is. No, you're saying people giving advice. At, why are they giving and they and, and it's such obvious bad advice a lot of times. Right. Like, Keenan Ivory Wayans has nothing to say about stand-up comedy. It's a weird thing to do. Well, he had an interesting thing, like he was saying to Rocky Laporte, you. you really need to pick up the pacing of what you're doing. But Rocky's done this, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, He's done this character that. for 26 years. Do you know, uh, did you see the, uh, I think it's like Britain's Got Talent or Australia's Got Talent? One they of those shows. Talent, though. But they, <laughs> they're all good. But they had one of those shows where they had the guy come out and did a bunch of like, he moved on to the next round, but he did a bunch of stolen jokes, apparently. Oh, yeah. Which were... It was amazing it got to see that. So then he comes out on... The, it becomes a national like, right. news thing. And it's all on YouTube. You can find it. And he... Uh, but he, but he moved on to the next round, so he's got to come back. For the, I guess they could have said no, but they right. let him come back for the next round. And he goes out there, acknowledges it, tries to do his own jokes. They're horrible. It goes bad. He ends it on singing the song, I Started a Joke, with the... You know, and, yeah. then, and then it ends... And then the judges judge him, and they tell him it was terrible, but actually give the advice on their national television that, uh, he goes, you should just, like, you're made to do this, because your delivery is great. He goes, but you should just, like, keep taking other people's jokes. They, wow. they say yeah. you should continue to take other people's jokes, and I think you'll be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you watch American Idol, they steal a lot of those songs. That's not their song. That's not yes. their songs. That should be the contest. Yeah. Cover comedy. That's the infuriating <laughs> argument that they're all making, is like, well, people cover songs all the time. Why can't we? It's, uh, it's so... Well, 
Well, yeah, they make that point. They go, why well, people came out and sing other people's that, songs? Yeah. That really could be just called like stand up in Iowa, where you can get far <laughs> enough away, walk into a club, and everybody in the Vermont Inn, like this guy's great. The, the problem with those shows for comics, especially like the the Got Talent shows, mm-hmm. is that uh, that second part of it is only. More difficult for the comic when they just bring you. They have you go in front of like a big, huge, yeah. jacked up audience, and then they bring you out to like whatever Vegas, or and they make you do it for just three judges. Like that's only becomes more difficult for the comedians. Like well, it's like, like a musician can just start playing the song, and Magic Act does the magic. Well, but. for that show, it's tough. I'd never vote against a dog, no matter what's <laughs> yeah. happening. Like that dog's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you lose, when you lose, the you lose to none. a dog. <laughs> yeah, they're great. Well, you know, those shows, I think, um, you know, I always ask the young guys, I go, why would you do those shows? Because you're not that kind of act. And they'd be like, well, this is the only way I'm going to get, like, road work or something like that. And I'm like, that's the, that's how sad it is. Yeah. You know? I really do think that that's, that's like, the real sadness of, I, of of today's times. I told two young comics, like, like two-year comics in Philly a couple years back when they were like, hey, we're driving up tomorrow. We're going to go camp out all night and, like, wait in line for... Last comic stand. I'm like, first of all, that's all just be real shit anyway. Yeah. And I was like, but also, like, more importantly, I was like, uh, they're like, well, why not? I'm like, because honestly, what if you win? <laughs> what are yeah. you prepared to do with that if you yeah, win? Yeah, Let's yeah, just yeah. say the 15 minutes you have just tickles them in the way that you slip through the crack and you get to like the top three or something. Like, what are you prepared to do with that? You're going to go do one round of touring. This is what, this is what happened with everybody. You eat shit and then you never come back again or you come back right. as a feature act anyway. It's just like, it's very, uh, it's a weird thing, man. That's why I said to Schubert when he called in the other day. Remember, I was like, it's weird to see Schubert in there with some of the people. He called back again this week. He's pumped. He, <laughs> yeah. is, he He's wants it, it to hit. Yeah, he wants it. Joe Mackey uh, destroyed. Absolutely. Literally trended it that night. He just trends on Twitter because people are like, I don't know who this kid is, but I love him. Great. What did you, you, think, of, what did you think of the go fuck yourself, kid? I didn't... Uh, I thought that the thing that came down is that he got... The the uh, the other judge who said you did an old joke, uh, Russell, who, yeah. one, uh, Russell, Russell said that yeah, said it was more hurtful than having a fight with Roseanne. It's true. I think it is true, but but it's so weird. Like somehow that kid's wearing like a badge of honor. It's so because it's anything to get you known. But that is so because that's that the, my problem. With the, the, the reason I even knew that came up was I was talking about doing a show and I was like, hey, it's a comic who's so good like. In this weird scenario, reverted back to like a hacky old joke, and I said he came out on stage and started with like doing nothing and saying, you know, hey, when you guys you don't start working the second you get to your jobs, right? And then uh, and Kermit goes, he goes, oh yeah, he goes, that's the thing on last comes in that the kid gets in the fight with Roseanne for. And I'm like, really? Like he tried? <laughs> I feel like that's glazed over. I think he's like, oh, he got sassy with Roseanne as his pump yeah. up. He goes. He did a. It's hard to even call it a, a, a stolen joke. It's like he did a public domain joke. It's right. like it's like it's like going on TV with like a. Hey, we could have done this in my car. There's so few people here. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the term was always stock. That's yeah, a stock, stock, which means yeah. you are not stealing. It belongs to everybody. <laughs> it's in the ether. <laughs> <laughs> so now he is the big. He he's the guy to beat on the show. No, or? he's all. No, he's, he's show. kind of he's, an anti-hero. Yeah, oh, he's anti-hero. Everyone's like, him. yeah, but it's like, why would he didn't do anything noble? He didn't. Do like a cool thing at all. He took a joke from the Library of Congress. Well, <laughs> and how do they how do they t- take you off the show? Like in uh, Trump's show, they they you roll your rolling bag to the elevator, <laughs> and then, then some guy puts you in a, in a limo, a car service to LaGuardia Airport. A montage of sad piano music. Is, like how do they do it on this show? Like what? Do I don't, do? Well, yeah, I did it like uh, four years ago. I don't know if it's the same at all because I haven't watched it, but uh, they made it where it's like. 
you know, there were 40 people who were in my semifinal round, but they only ended up showing on TV 20. So 20 of the people who were in it, you would have never known. They got like edited out from the beginning, like two episodes ago. Weird. Really? So you just would have never known that they participated in the thing the whole time. And so like everybody was like, I don't know, am I going to be the one or the ones who get cut? But I ended up being like the moment of drama at the very end. Like I kind of knew I wasn't going to win, but they had it down to me and one guy. So it was oh. like, all right, so everybody's going to get to watch me lose for sure. Right. <laughs> but probably because you, it was either something about your look or your voice where the producer went, this is the kind of guy we like to root against. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, <laughs> it is a TV show. <laughs> like, they're not like, hey, let's push comedy ahead or let's push. They're like, how can we make a, a TV show that people will watch and not turn off? Right. So they don't care if people get edited poorly. That's not their concerns. Yeah. You Poor know? Gomez. Gomez was the commercial all week. Got taken out of the show completely. Yeah. Completely erased from the show, but he was the commercial all week. Doubly humiliated yesterday because he offered to put his tongue on Fez's balls to recreate something (laughs) that you and him did. And Fez, well, locked up, shut down, (laughs) and then later said he would never do that with Gomez because he was afraid of a disease. From Gomez? From Gomez. I didn't know where that tongue's been. Well, I've never heard he's of He's a married man, I thought. Yeah. He didn't tell you? <laughs> he didn't tell you where yeah, yeah, I only explained. Heard of you. That's why you have no problem doing it. See, now that would be more of a star search. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> you remember star search? Like, nobody, ever, nobody ever brings up star search yeah. anymore. All these shows have been like, uh, you know, remastered, remixed, but they're really, it's star search. It is star search. Didn't we talk about this at one point? I think yeah. star search. Star search, but star search would do comedy and then singing. They did all Every the things. Model. Yeah, Every model. Modeling. Modeling. That was the best part. Yeah. The modeling. Model. The modeling. Yeah, that was yeah. it when I was like 13. It couldn't have been a better time. In and my then life. they made people stand next to each other while their yes, scores I like came that. up. And they'd it have was to shake hands. Extra humiliating. And you were just There's always a, yeah. it was just feeding people to Sinbad. There was a fun Sinbad stand there. Sinbad <laughs> made it his show for like 18 <laughs> weeks and then lost at the end. But the, go back. This would actually be a great documentary because Sinbad kind of went out looking like a regular kid, and then as it went along, he just started dyeing his hair. Leather jackets. He's wearing giant pants, and he's like, you just, you're watching Stardom fuck with someone's head over the course of a summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was like Heartbreak Hotel, uh, but in real time. One of my favorite uh, when I first started, when Keith Robinson first started bringing us up from Philadelphia, it's one of my best favorite stories. Was him talking about Star Search. It's great when you lose on a show to a guy who doesn't go on to like comedy fame. Right. Like the guy he lost to became like the skunky beer face guy. Remember that guy? Oh yeah. Like Don something. Don. Uh, oh, he became a skunky. You know what I'm talking about? The yeah, guy yeah, yeah, I remember that. Don't get called skunky beer face. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but that was like uh, I, I, all I remember is Kevin Brennan versus uh, what's his name? Uh, Cheese. That guy. Do you remember? Cheese. Uh, who was he had like a long name, but he he lives in um, I, I'm not sure if it was Tommy Cheese or one of these guys, but he lives in Vegas, and uh, that was like the one where I was like, wow, this is weird, because I was like, Kevin is a great comic, and he lost, yeah, and I always <laughs> thought of him as a star. Right. And since they were searching for stars, I was like, what happened here? Yeah, you found the star. Well, that's the searching. Thing, that's the thing about these new competitions. They're not looking for stars. They're looking for like specific things. I think we should go back to the original 
a complete star, you know, whether they're a comic, <laughs> yeah. a spokesmodel. Like Hal Holbrook, <laughs> just do it all, yeah. some, feet, some summer Hal stuff, a, some guy sing, a dancer. I, know, I never knew Hal Holbrook would be the <laughs> go-to guy. I saw some documentary years ago where it was like, he was talking about being a time where it was like, you had to act, sing, right. dance, do stand-up. Like it was like sword yeah. lessons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had to be That's ambidextrous like. where they even let you on stage. Uh, uh, voices this way, but working on voices. Boys. With your kids, and then nose jobs. <laughs> the season finale of David Tell's Comedy Underground this Saturday night at 1 a.m. Eastern on Comedy Central. The lineup: Jesse Joyce, Al Jackson, Tom Rhodes, special guest Ron Jeremy, and then after Comedy Underground, David Tell's special Road Work. That's going to air right after the season finale of Comedy Underground. And Big J Okerson's in studio with us. He's going to be at The Stand tonight and tomorrow with shows at 8 and 10. Of course, he's got his podcast, Legion of Skanks. And Jesse Joyce is going to be appearing at the Comedy Spot in Scottsdale, Arizona on June 13th and 14th. You know, I'm just going to pull the curtain back here. In radio, that's considered the laundry list. I love uh, it. I mean, you're just reading a list, Fez. You didn't put any heart into it. Really? <laughs> it seemed like you didn't care. And if I was a listener, I'd be tuning it out. Oh, that is, that's like when happy. you live in a, in a place where they have like a tornado warning yeah. comes on your like an Amber Alert. <laughs> yeah, that was like exactly. we were having we were in a mode here. It was everything was gelling. And it was yeah. like bang info right. info info. Yeah, I mean it's like we're at the train station. You're giving out every stop yeah. for the next two thousand miles. You know, you lost us. All right, I'll see know? what I can do with the next. I mean, when one. you lose Big J and it's his career that you're plugging. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. See, this would I be a great category on Star Search. How to how to throw a plug? You know? I'd like to see you know Ed McMahon be. would be like or a Merv Griffin would say like you know ease your way into it like a dinosaur or somebody would be like you know oh that's a funny story. Then bang 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 bang. Now see Ed really had that thing of knowing show business like anyone else. One time when I was working in Florida I'm on the radio, and he called in to to do something, and then, you know. All it was was a phoner. I answered the phone, and you know, we put it on the air, and he goes, Ron, as you know, I'd never come down to Florida without checking in with you first. I hope everything's going great. And he put me, you know, I'm like a young guy, but he puts me over with my audience, so they're like, oh, you're friends with Ed McMahon. You know what I mean? Because he knew that show business gimmick to act like, this is good for you, kid. Stand right next to me. So, Fez, that's what we were missing there. You look like a guy. It seemed like you had a gun to your head. All right. You so know? You want that Ed McMahon element. I was yeah. looking for yeah. The, yeah. Well, I, actually, yeah. if you plug my dates, just tell them that I'm friends with Ed McMahon. That, that carries a lot of help. weight with the listeners but still. But it looked like, you know, you were going to have courage, Mom, in your, like, <laughs> on your shirt <laughs> in Morris Code so that they, the CIA would be able to pick up on it. Can, can I? Uh, I hate to switch gears here, but like uh, the the comics on the last one are amazing. But you must know Tom Rose from back in the day, yeah, because Tom was a legend. In yeah. Flo- he, I believe he started in Florida. Started in Florida, and you know he he's our. I guess you could say he's all. He's the Rolling Stone everywhere. Is that right? Lived in uh, Europe for like five six years. Had his own uh, talk show over there. There's and, uh, been nobody who's taken to the road more than Tom than Rhodes. He, yeah, he worked internationally. Yeah. Here's what happened with Tom Rhodes because I, I I've known him since he was a kid and I've known him forever he got really really hot started doing stuff for MTV back in like early 90s got a comedy special that was like great where he went to Vietnam they gave him a sitcom 
the Mr. Rhodes show. Yes. And it was like literally one of those things where they forced him into a thing that He's made like a no... a teacher or something, Yeah, right? he played a teacher, yeah. but he almost became... He became the straight man <laughs> on the show with like little kids saying awful things to him, you know? It was just <laughs> yes. stupid, but he took the money. When that was done, he was like, fuck everything that happened. And I don't even think he's had a home. He just lives in hotels all around the world going and doing stand-up and like got back to the thing that really drove him. You know? yes. It's a yeah. really interesting story. I don't know anybody else that I could say has worked like that, who's treated the road like, I'm going to go to places that have great museums. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not chasing the, uh, what my, you know, is this going to get me a Carson shot? It's he a, just went out and well, did it. It's gigs, too, that just like sound like if you got them, you'd be like, oh, shit. Like, he's like, hey, I guess he's in, no, he goes, I'm doing this, and I'm going to run over to Hanoi. And right. like, what? He's in he's Shanghai right now. Yeah. He, he really, he really, I love the idea that, like, if you have a sitcom and it doesn't work, you have to move out of the country. He I think that would be great. Country. We all should do that. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> it's communicated from comedy. But, you know, you like, you ever have a friend who, like, broke up with a girl and then just mm. shaved her head? Mm. You know what I mean? And if that happens, like, then fuck it. Carlos Mencia, we'd have to have him go to Mexico. For the first time, oh, see? see, he's not Jesse, a Mexican. Come Jesse on. is uh, one Everybody. of our best because yeah. he also is a writer. Yeah, uh, he's written multiple times on the roast. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about, can I talk about your brother for a second? Like, just yeah, yeah in, in vaguer terms. In vague yes. terms. But the thing that I, you know, since I, you know, how I like to put together these theme shows, right. kind of. Um, well, uh, Jesse and Tom's brothers both are like, uh, you know, ex-military, super hardcore, like commando types. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. And Al, I, I'm not exactly sure. Um, I, I assume Al played a uh, part in a Vietnam movie. Uh, <laughs> he's black. And, um, you know, uh, I, I think it, I think it's really cool because we should do another show where your brothers where come we, down <laughs> and, and fight it out. I think yeah, Al, Al was responsible for uh, smuggling heroin into mm -hmm. soldiers' coffins. Yeah. That's, All about the Benjamins. Yeah, it is. But so you got badass brothers. Yeah. 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 Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The, he's my younger brother too, and the the timeline where I could beat the shit out of him really right. it yeah. was like thir when I was thirteen and he was not you know nine. That's when it stopped. I, I would. No. Uh, I'll set up this because I think we could do a big pay per view on this. Your brothers fighting Jimmy Schubert's brothers sight unseen because yeah. <laughs> they're just Philly street guys. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and they'll, they'll go like this. None of that stepped on. So <laughs> they're toughening up their fists over a garbage fire right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have you ever talked to Schubert on the phone? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that, he has the best voice for a drug deal? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's never for information. It's, right. it's all, <sighs> I'm like, hold on a second. We're bad. What are we on? Walkie talkies? Uh, did, did, the, did the Eagle land yet? Um, <laughs> did those hockey tickets come in? Because yeah, I want them on the glass. I, uh, I'm getting good feedback. He's a very funny. <laughs> Schubert, I've never done coke with anyone who's enjoyed it less. You know what I mean? <laughs> the second he does it, he has his eye on the people for 12 fucking hours. <laughs> for 12 hours. And, like, you think, like, oh, that's a funny premise. No. He literally is just up at a fucking I'm shushing you. <laughs> 
Well, I swear to God, one time we were in this fucking thing was like five or six hours deep into it, and like there's a knock at the hotel door while he's been sitting there for hours. We're like, stop it, no one's there, and he just goes like this. It's Apollo's girlfriend. And then we had to go, so let her in. You know what I mean? <laughs> She's our friend. She's not a cop. Is she working for somebody? Is she working for someone? <laughs> but, uh, you know, this whole thing's going to work out. You know, Robert Schubert. You know, speaking of Schubert, he was the one I watched his uh, underground set. Great. And, Crushed. Uh, and it was, he did crush, but... He was an example of what I thought was so cool because I know at first you said the, the kind of the thing was like this is going to be a dirty show with whatever, but it, it didn't. Like Schubert wasn't necessarily dirty. What was great about it was there was nothing forced in his cadence because in one of the transitions, it might have been one of the only times he even cursed. He goes, you know, and somebody goes, oh, bye, you know, it's like, and what the fuck are you going to do when it comes? And I just like. That was the moment right there I clicked. That was like, just that he doesn't have to worry about right. that makes the set so much smoother right. than watching one of like, the last comic stand. Like I said. And yeah. It's funny to have him as an example because he's doing both and did great on both, but like what you'd prefer to almost watch. You he, know what I mean? He, the, the, he destroyed on the underground show. I mean, just, yeah. just came out. Yeah, he really did have Just great really came out swinging. You could tell that he, he one wanted of the sets it. Of the series, you I know think, what right? I mean? Yeah, and, and like, I was in the room, too. Like, it was enormous. Uh, and that was, and like, you could see how fun he was having, but the last comic standing thing, he went out and did a professional job and selling the backstory of, I don't know whether you guys saw it, but they did like 25 years on the road. <laughs> so, you know, like, old pictures of him was friends with Sam Kinison. Work the door, you know, like we're supposed oh, yeah, to care as a per yeah, as a person rather than just letting them go out and just start throwing hands. I like they had one they had, they had one backstory on there where the girl was like, Louis C. K. I I saw him one time, had a conversation with him, and I was like, you know, how do you get better comedy? He goes. He goes, listen, you got to just go on the road. You got to do go on the road, work and do road comedy. Take it to the people. And uh, and she goes, so I became a college comedian. And it's like, I don't think that's what he meant. I don't think he meant performing nooners in a cafeteria. Like, was what he and then they show her performing like a well-lit, like, you know, like, right. so there's like a bookshelf behind her and everything. I was like... <laughs> Where there's no other comedians to police great. your behavior. Yeah. That's I was the, like anyone who takes advice so to heart. You know, and that's when I was told, wash your dishes after you eat. <laughs> I never forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> that, if yeah. I had to tell me when the turning point was, it was that dishes thing. Uh, so Jesse, you had a, you had a, I can't wait to see your set. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, no, I thought it was a blast. And it you was were there for the entire season. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of backstage with Dave. Yeah, they were trying. To, him and Mike Vickian were um, were hired in uh, to help me, like because uh, I had just run out of jokes. Mm -hmm. from the special you know I did my special so I was like I know I needed opening jokes and we also had the element of bringing in the celebrity you know people like uh, you know Amy Schumer and yeah, Jim Norton and all great. those guys already like so yeah so it was like we were trying to figure out what to do and I think at the end of the day you know um, you know, we came up with some great lines but we also came up with a lot of like um, you know I guess we're just going to wing it yeah, you know yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. a lot of that and like Jesse's a really good joke writer I mean like he, you've you've written on 
all the roasts. You've written for like some really big names, and you're also a comic. So like you know, jokes are really important to you. And Mike also is like another joke guy. So yeah, you know, like it's the kind of thing where like if it was anybody else, like I don't like doing anybody's material. And him and I like um, you know, like uh, we, we kind of like get it that like you know we got to make it your own. But I, I I think that like if you're gonna talk about like writing and like writing for another guy, like you should talk about Geraldo because like I think that that must have been like you know like you were at a certain level and he was at a certain level, and that must have been like that time where it was like you know like you're both learning. Yeah, you know, like how to like I, I really don't think like you told me that he would do it as written, but I, like I, I still don't. Yeah, he really that. would. That was like like I really got spoiled because he was the first dude I ever wrote for. <laughs> yeah. So writing for him was just it was like it really was. He was it, your it, maker. If this was like school. vampire <laughs> terms. He would Absolutely. Be your maker. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Now I understand. Now you go. We're gonna leave out the goth punk steam pipe kids. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about boring writing. Go ahead. Sorry, buddy. No, 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 no. So I mean, yeah, he just really kind of taught me everything about how to do because he was such a great writer on his own but then the fact that he trusted me to just hand him jokes and he would just do them as written was really kind of like boosted it's a lot of, it's a big confidence game just like stand up is too you know so you just have to but is it one of those so. things where you got like 30 seconds to write one of these things and hand it over like oh, I don't know. well we'd work yeah. on the roast like weeks in advance and everything yeah. but uh, but then uh, there's stuff on the but, fly right yeah there would be stuff where I'd be backstage and That's like I came up with backstage you know, there was the I because we didn't know till we got there what the set looked like for the Hasselhoff roast, and it turned out he was sitting on the lifeguard chair, mm-hmm. and so just like kind of on the spot, I was like, oh, because Pam Anderson was there too, so I was like, why don't you do something like, uh, 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 hey, it's fitting that you're in the uh, lifeguard chair because that's what you're most known for. I guess when we roasted Pam, she should have been sitting on a dick, right? You know, so <laughs> like those are only things you can kind of do when you're there in the room to be able to those see. Those are it. the best ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they that's really a lot are. of fun, and that's kind of what yeah. we played around with too because I was at all the taping, so you know. Just being able to like, you know, kind of whisper something to Dave before he went back out, you know, just to. But that that to me is like the purity. Like that's what like Mel Brooks used to do for Sid Caesar. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. He did those live shows. Like, where are the writers? You <laughs> right. Know? That's where like even the term "kids in the hall" came from because they would just keep like the writers would have just like young guys in the hall. Yeah. And when they couldn't come up with anything, they would bring them in and just scream at them until they wrote. Yeah. The one gag that worked, it and take, then they'd send them back out again. It takes like a certain like sort. Temperament too, because I, I've done writing for people like so, like, like in, who? In, infrequently. Um, just no, I don't want to stay here on this but, season but, of Last Conversation. <laughs> yeah. I wrote episode one. <laughs> I uh, no, but when you write for other people, like one, one thing was that, that, that's being a little bit spoiled, like too in the beginning. Like I wrote some like p- like punch up stuff on like Chappelle season one, right? And, like, and he makes anything you put down great. Yeah, Geraldo will make it. Like, like he definitely had your vision because it the stuff killed. Like, but uh, I remember talking to Kurt Metzger once about that because you know he writes so yeah. much. Too. Yeah. He's like he's like dude. As soon as you write it and hand it off, he goes stop giving a fuck about it. It's not your baby yeah, anymore. Because right. that's the hardest thing. Why I had a hard time was like right. I wrote for one person oh, ever yeah. on a roast and like watching the delivery of the things you wrote. And you're just like oh my god. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not what I pictured <laughs> when I said that. Because Geraldo and I worked together on all the roasts until, and the one that he died uh, right before the Trump roast. Mm-hmm. So they kind of just grandfathered me into like, well, we'll have you write for people, you know, but, you know, because I always had like a deal where it was just me and Greg. And then went, so for the Trump roast, they kind of just had me like throwing jokes to Larry King and like to go from <laughs> yeah. writing jokes from Geraldo right, to yeah. like to just watching Larry King just fuck it up and then just. Yeah. like a face. So you're looking at me like, oh, shit. Uh, dude, <laughs> like, and then not just fuck it up, but then try to. To bail it out by 
out by telling a like a street joke about golfing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like he'd 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 kind of fuck up the joke and then he'd just go like, "Man walks into a bar," you know? And it's like, what the fuck? It's a roast, dude. Didn't one girl one girl one of those roast thing in the middle, like just like an actress? She goes, she goes, ah, uh, blame the writers. Like she actually like so Trump them, like, did that. Was it? Like, he, he fucking like, threw us under the bus completely, like, yeah, like and he was such a cunt about it. Like I really I couldn't That's stand. Hard That's hard to believe. Oh, uh, dude, I really like that. Donnie Trump. Trump. Yeah, yeah. No, I've worked with. I will worked with him. I I was in the his presence twice and uh kind of threw out a joke uh and uh and the one time it was uh oh the the thing that's infuriating him is that he got the script and then he gave it back to us and he had redacted it like a real estate contract oh, <laughs> like it was just all black words oh, over jokes you know it's like that's not what we needed you to, we just wanted to say can you say these things like we're not asking for your comedy opinion but mm-hmm. then uh his only contribution to any of the jokes was that he would jack up the numbers like, there was a bit where it was like, what's the difference between Donald Trump's head and a wet raccoon? A wet raccoon doesn't have $6 billion or whatever. And he crossed out six and he put eight. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, it that's... Funnier. Yeah, no, no, that is funny. Yeah, you got to give him that one. Yeah. It's cadence. Yeah. <laughs> For his 1% of crowd, they know yeah, six, a funny six word. is trash. <laughs> get it? Everybody's got six billion. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Uh, Comedy Underground, uh, it's the Ooh. last of the... It's the last one. ...season. Yep. Uh, Jesse Joyce, Al Jackson, and then Tom Rhodes kind of brings it he home. He brings for it us. home. Yeah. yeah. Tom is a Tom is a really strong act, and he also is. Uh, you know, I, I I could say that like he's of my generation of comics, uh-huh. and uh, you know these other guys like uh, they kind of know him at a certain point. But I know him from like you know the early early days. You yeah. know, and uh, he always was a, a better comic than me. Uh-huh. And like uh, I was just out in L.A., and he's out there now. Like when people go like, "Where's Tom?" He's like, he's out there. He's uh, he's he's basically married to like one of the most exotically beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. She's mm-hmm. like a Dutch. Antilles, like super hot, um, like uh, just amazing. Like one of those, like you know, like uh, in the Kane mutiny. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's the mutiny on the bounty? Right, like where they steal the ship and the girls yeah. are with the fl- like that kind of hot. Uh, and Marlon Brando just went yeah. away with her yes. at the end and that for, kind of in real life. Exactly. Said, Fuck it, I'm living on yeah. an island with this chick. Yeah. So that and uh, you know he's a super cool dude and uh, you know he is a closer. Like Schubert is also like another guy who's a closer. But everybody on the show, I guess, could have closed it if I edited it. Differently, or we moved it around, but we want to keep the order pretty much organic to the way it was shot. Well, let's get a rebuttal on that. Somebody who may disagree with you sure. from South Korea, Tom Rhodes, is on the phone with us. Oh, hey. really? How hey. you doing, What's up, dude? brother? Actually, I'm, I'm in Shanghai, China. Okay. Shanghai, China. You're over there yeah, looking I for, I guess, half brothers. Are you? Are you playing that in the war? Yeah. Yes. Are you dipl- are you playing that disputed um, island chain between China and Vietnam and the Philippines? <laughs> I'm playing the yuck yucks on. Yeah. Um... Well, we were trying to figure out in your career if you're really running like a CIA gimmick. <laughs> yeah. This is the only reason you're playing these places. I should. I don't know why they don't take advantage of me. I'm going everywhere, all over the world. Because you can't be trusted. Uh, that's why they're not. They don't want you, Tom. <laughs> Tom Rose's comedy and kills tyrants. <laughs> uh, so that would be awesome. What's this tour been like that you're on now? Uh, I just did Seoul, Korea. Now I'm in Shanghai. I'm going to Hanoi, Ho Chi Minh City, and then Kuala Lumpur before I come back and do uh, gigs in California. Mm. Can you go to the duty-free shop in Kuala Lumpur? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, a guy, Ed, he works there. It's going to hand you a package. 
<laughs> That's crazy, Tom. So who books this again? Or I mean, like, who is, who is this? <laughs> There's a Canadian, I'm sorry, American guy and an Australian guy that run this. It's called Kung, Kung Fu Comedy Club oh. in Shanghai. I did it in November when I did this China tour. It's amazing. Uh, the audience is like, I mean, everybody in the world is there. Mm. You know, Swiss people, Italian, German, French, American, loads of Americans, Canadians. It's awesome. Hey, Tom, it's Jesse Joyce. Have you ever been to the Beach Club in Kuala Lumpur? No. You got to go. It's like 30 sad, fat Australian businessmen and 500 hookers. It's a really interesting vibe. <laughs> okay. I like those odds. Yeah. Like I'll, those I'll, I'll see if my wife wants a fair to fight. <laughs> Yeah, Tom, where is your wife from again? Because I was trying to... I don't think I did her justice. She's she's Dutch, right? She's originally from Suriname, which oh, is a Dutch colony. That's my favorite planet. All countries above <laughs> Suriname, where is that? That's a Dutch colony where? Actually, the, the, the Dutch traded Manhattan, what is now Manhattan, for Suriname. Oh, I forgot to tell you this. Uh, probably one of the worst trades of all time. Tom is but like one of those guys, road smart, colony. like really yeah. smart from the road, yeah. Yeah. He, he Tom is like a big reader. Yeah, like, I was gonna say, Tom. Like you, you must have like a, a like a, a scholar. You just from like being on planes. You must have like have read more books than all of us all put together, right? I mean, like you're a big yeah, reader. Yeah, I have insane. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I have insane freaking flyer miles. I think we're translate, but you you're like well read. <laughs> you know a lot about a lot of oh, different stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Like people go, this guy, like you know, he's yeah, like a whatever. He's like you know, like a outdoor concert, Southern Fried Rock. <laughs> no, he like knows a lot about like a, a lot of. You know, you traveled so much yet. I don't think I've ever heard you speak another language. Like, can you speak other languages? No, I, I know a little bit in in Dutch and French and you know just enough pleasantries. 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 Hi, how are you? Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Now, every note Everybody I get from you, you say you you stopped drinking after a little accident, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. No. Probably the best thing that ever happened to me. I was at Helium in Philadelphia for New Year's Eve. I had three shows. It was great. They wanted me to stay for the weekend. Uh, January 1st, I had off, and I was in a bar in Philadelphia, and I was watching the Fiesta Bowl. My brother was there. He went to UCF. The guy who's the quarterback of UCF went to my high school. I had 10 pints of Sierra Nevada. Pretty much a normal evening for mm -hmm. me, but I blacked out, and I fell off the stool, and I busted my head open. And uh, this guy goes, we got we to gotta call an ambulance. And I'm like, I don't have health insurance. Don't you dare call an ambulance. And the guy's like, you got to get to a hospital. I'm like, how far is the hospital? He goes, two blocks. I'm like, two blocks, and you were going to call an ambulance? That's like 15 grand. <laughs> so uh, I don't know, man. It just, I took that as a wake-up call. I just thought, you know, I'm going to take a break at least until the scar heals. Oh, see, yes, right. I knew it. Yeah, until the scar heals. <laughs> no, in LA, he was telling me like, dude, I'm not, you know, I'm done and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, I, I'm done. I, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm at, and being on stage is the best part. I'm so focused. I've got total recall of jokes and stories. I just absolutely love it, and I, I still like hanging out. People are drinking, and people get so insecure when you're not drinking, and they're, they realize somewhere in the night you're standing there with like a bottle of water or a coke, and they get all. What are you, like a spy from Soberland? Why aren't you <laughs> Yeah. Tom, Big J. Okerson, if I may. You're still smoking weed, right? Hey. Uh, well, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Not, Friendship not resumes. Punishable by death. 
I poured out my Tylenol before the plane landed. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is heading into the Iron Triangle of heroin and opium right. and all that kind of stuff. So who needs booze at this point? I think, <laughs> Tom, I still think that's great. It's very adult for you to uh, give up the libations for a while. And uh, if you can, I know that you're um, uh, like, what's the time? What time is it there right now? Where you uh, are. It's two in the morning. Okay, cool. Two so that means world. when the Comedy Underground goes off at three three a.m. East uh, Western time, because it's on a uh, you know they replay it for the West Coast. Then I think um, you uh, you will be the final. Um, I guess he will be the final light before right. the uh, before the end of it. So you you'll be our final like our, our correspondent. So it's up to you to give I out the last tweet. Okay, okay. Can you tweet there? Come on, sober. Write it down. For God's sake. Don't use your gun hand. Your gun hand shaking. Use the other hand. It's like, don't work. I need a drink. Who's got some scope? Scope. So you're the final tweet of the show, dude. That's all I'm saying. Twitter is blocked in China. Oh, it is? I'll tell you this, man. I'll tell you this. Wait, hold on. Do it with kites. Do it with kites. That's how they communicate over there. Kites. Flaming lanterns in the sky. I'll tell you, man, there's a, there's a young Twitter comedy scene in Seoul, and there's a bunch of comedians here, and every week they've been watching the, the uh, Comedy Underground when it goes online. Oh, yeah? And all these people over here, you wouldn't believe it, are following it and are excited about it in Asia. So, I mean, and I went to every taping, I, and I was at the, I, I closed the last show. I mean, Jake killed, everybody killed, mm-hmm. Schubert, man, it was so much fun to be a part of. And, uh, and you know, and Dave handpicked, um, you know, most of the acts for that. Or I suggested, yes. Now, are they watching uh, Rask Comic Standing over there? Sorry, I had to. I got it. In honor of Jerry Lewis, I had to do it. That's so weird now, though, that people in other countries can watch things on a yeah, computer. That is you know? mind-blowing. It's weird. And then comment yeah, on it. Yeah. In China, they, they've got, I mean, like, everybody here has Facebook and Twitter. I can't figure it out because I'm in a hotel. But all the expats that live here, they got whatever routing around things. And they, I mean, they're getting, like, if, if a TV show airs tonight, they'll be watching it tomorrow morning. Like, Game of Thrones, every show you can imagine. So... People are on it here. That's so crazy. When we looked up our, uh, like the analytic things on our uh, podcast yesterday, yeah. it's like when you see it's like a few people, you know, whatever, like a hundred or so people in Australia listen to it. You're like, it's still kind of weird. Like it's like it's strange, it reaches right? there. Yeah, it's like, and even there's more than one person there is like pretty crazy. That's spread in yeah, some no, way. It's so cool. I've done that on my my podcast. My wife looks at the numbers. I got there's people in, uh, listen to my podcast in Peru and Israel. Yeah, it's crazy. You look at like all the people around the world. It's like yeah, but the, for you that's ex girlfriends. Children, it's illegitimate children. Yeah. That's that's a weird like uh what's my type peruvian chicks and israeli hardcore pushy chicks yeah that's, that's it for me that's a whole that's different it. thing well, you know i brought this up before when i was a little kid they the propaganda in america is that russian chicks were the ugliest people in the yes. world so everything that would be done the joke would be oh she's a russian yeah, girl yeah and then you know the fucking wall comes down this shit and every dancer now is a russian and they're beautiful. all beautiful right you know, the German, now the Germans eat shit. Those are big German nurse bitches. <laughs> yeah, that, that was like a thing where they were always like these big man women, right. and then it turns out they are like the hottest. They're unbelievable. Yeah. But they all become that, uh, what's it, Brigitte Nielsen eventually, though. They all yeah. become like this some big Amazonian. 
In Korea and China, I've met Russians that are from like that kind of Uzbekistan. Right. I've been there. Kind of where Asia meets Russia, and they're like, you know, six three, and they look Asian and really stunning and sexy, unbelievable. Yeah, if you if you haven't seen a Russian stripper, I encourage you all to go down to the uh, <laughs> dockyards in Newark while they're unloading the cargo ships. <laughs> and there's some beautiful women there. I saw that episode of The Wire. <laughs> Well, that's the, uh, the uh, I've been to Uzbekistan and Kyrgyzstan. I think those are probably the only two countries, Tom, that I have over you. You've been like to me. You, you can have all the stands. I don't want to go to any of the stands. Yeah, you haven't done any of that stuff, but you've done like every Asian country, right? Thailand, I remember you telling me about Cambodia, right? Were you in yeah, Cambodia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, there's, uh, no, I only went to Cambodia just to go to the temples of Angkor. Well, why else um, would you go there? I mean, come on. I mean, really. <laughs> the food? Right, right. The killing fields? The killing fields. But other than that, but there's, there's a lot of comedy gigs all over Asia. I you don't should believe do, it. Dude, you should do a CD in Cambodia and call it The Killing Fields. <laughs> oh, that would be so great. Oh, oh, Unless he doesn't do hey. well. <laughs> but, Tommy, when did you do your special from Vietnam? What that year was when, that? Uh, well, I went. It was, it's been twenty years. Wow! Uh, and nobody was I, doing I went, shit. Like he did a Comedy Central thing from Vietnam. There, Bill Clinton. Yeah. Bill Clinton opened it for Americans to travel there in '94, and Comedy Central let me go there. It was just a few months after, and the only Americans who had gone there up to that point were like, you know, veterans who were like, you know, uh, you needed to come to grips with some things or you know, <laughs> some villages but, that. And Tom shows up with his rock and sock and robots. <laughs> come on, let's I, I, went in, I, I went in September '94, and it aired in '95 for the um, the 20th anniversary. Wow. Wow. That is cool, man. You were like the first dude in. I love it. And when was your dad in Vietnam? 69. That's crazy. That was a helicopter pilot. Yes, that was a helicopter pilot. Yeah, he got got shot down. Was it a good helicopter pilot? (laughs) He was a helicopter pilot. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the weirdest thing. He flew helicopter pilots. He was shot down. Everyone died except for him and some other guy. And he dragged that guy across a field and got like five medals for it. My dad's buried in Arlington. Total uh, war hero. That is but, a, that's uh, very cool. Yeah, Tom's family, super hardcore service. Yeah. Everybody but Tom. Yeah, but it's funny. He was killed by a drunk driver. So yeah, it's, um, an interesting story. it's funny that he survived Vietnam. So I'm going to walk around Vietnam going, hey, thanks for not killing my dad. Right. <laughs> All right, Tommy, good to talk to you, buddy. Uh, you're closing hey. out this first season of the Comedy Tommy Underground. Ronnie, thanks for having me. Uh, by the way, Tal called you the Stones before. Yeah, you're always on the road, man. But uh, uh, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Now let's get Al Jackson on the phone. Where is he? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> He's sleeping. We're getting the diabetes treatment. It's the season finale of David Tell's Comedy Underground this Saturday, 1 a.m. Better get your ass up for this. 1 a.m. Eastern on Comedy Central. It's raw. It's uncensored. Real stand-up comedy. Dave's also going to be at Hilarities in Cleveland, Ohio. Screw Johnny Football. David Tell's coming to Cleveland on June 20th and 21st. On Comedy Underground, Jesse Joyce will be there. Jesse, 
He's going to hit the spot in Arizona. Mm-hmm. That's Scottsdale, Arizona at the Comedy Spot, June 13th and 14th. Tom Rhodes is on Comedy Underground this week. He's performing in Shanghai, China, doing Kung Fu comedy, and everyone's going to be Kung Fu laughing. <laughs> Big o- Jay Okerson's in studio with us tonight, and tomorrow he stands them up and knocks them down at the stand. Two shows, 8 and 10 o'clock. That one was the best. I have to say, that one was the best. He picked up a little bit, but, you know, I mean, we do have sound effects, lasers. <laughs> I mean, you got to reach out through those speakers and grab people. They're in their cars, they're in their offices, they're at home. Okay. you got to make them care a little bit. That was like window dressing to catch yeah. them. No, but that yeah. was like the Riddler. Like, you were, like, throwing <laughs> out. Okay. There were know, like, riddles. Like, yeah, exactly. Each person's tour date was, like, another, like, fiendish thing. That and it all came together good. in a puzzle. At the end. I liked it. If this was Star Search and I was judging the spokes models, Fez, you would have gotten four stars. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You know what I like about that, Big J? You brought it all back around again. You brought, this, yeah, you brought that whole thing. So it begins, back so it shall end. <laughs> Comedy Underground with David. <laughs> um, so you guys wouldn't want to play these, these gigs that Rhodes plays, these crazy fly for 28 hours I don't know how he does it. I've done, a, I've done a, a, a decent amount of international stuff and it's like cool to do it but like with the frequency that he does it it's like that's something where it's like yeah. oh I'm going to Australia for two weeks and that's like a thing <laughs> it's like a real like a, right. that's like an event that's happening it's like I don't want to go from there then to like yeah like Vietnam and then to like to, uh, there's like see, long this is the stretches beauty of what he's done with it is he like you think I need to get home and he he is with his chick and they're like we are home yeah, right. no, yeah that's what I'm saying. Home. Home. oh no it's yeah. absolutely because I said well, I don't mind doing I said I've done those tours across like America that have been uh, I've been on the road for like a month and a half straight and I'm fine with that yeah. It's like that internet. I, uh, I'm very like. We've had this conversation before, even where it's like you know. I get I, the problem is I go out in Australia and I'm like, where's Denny's, man? Like, where's the stuff I just know? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I have no. Like, you need a Denny's. I'm not. A, uh, I'm just not a. I'm trying to get better at becoming more of an explorer and like a. Let me drink in like your local culture. I'm very like. I just want to see what I know. I get very like. I, I try to stop myself from doing it. I said I was just in Dallas. I the same thing. I was like, oh, Hooters, great. Daytona wings, perfect. What, what, uh-huh. what you should do, no matter where you go, what town, ask for where the little Philadelphia section is. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. but I, they, they sell bad hoagies. It was that one guy who went to Philly that one time and makes a cheese stick now? <laughs> yeah. I, I did, uh, I did uh, Djibouti in, a north, in uh, the Horn of Africa. Is mm. that we have a military base there. And then we went into Djibouti City, which is like the, you know, it looks exactly like Black Hawk Down, you know? The yeah, city right. itself. And uh but the cute thing is that they just steal logos from famous like <laughs> Fortune five hundred companies and just slap them on their building, but they don't have anything to do or their tent or whatever. They don't have anything to do with what the business is. So like there was a Planet Hollywood pharmacy. You know what I mean? Because it's just like a recognizable logo. So like nobody, who the fuck? Nobody's going to check. And that was the thing. You just reminded me. They had a Hooters grocery store. Nice. In, in Muslim with Djibouti the City. With the eyes. Yeah, like yeah. The it was the like owl it. with the eyes. And it was a grocery. There was just like mangoes. There's it, some, you know? there's some, it was amazing. There's some donut place, I think, somewhere on the Upper East Side. That's like a very, it's clearly like Dunkin' Donuts, but it's. Something close to it. Those are all my favorite. Where you just you put the D backwards and you act like no, yeah. I don't understand. That's or it's like Dunking yeah. Donuts. It's like, it's like a, it's like a, a G. Yeah. 
I like how he uh, went from uh, Djibouti to the Upper East Side. Really is like, <laughs> <laughs> like Tom Rhodes. He's relating. Djibouti City. I would, I would, I would. This would, if I had to do that gig, and I've done the USA, I would be like, "Can we let the curse on here?" Yeah. Okay. Be, this is Djibouti City, bitch. You don't bring your. <laughs> this is in the Sudan. This is Djibouti. I like try and like pump him up, but the whole time I'd be like, "What a shit all this right, is." Oh my right. god. Yeah. Uh, that's got to be like the. I thought that would be like our F troop. Let's send him to Djibouti. But that's like where all the action is now. Like you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll send this kid to Djibouti. Right. You know, no, that's where like a lot of Marines are in yeah, Djibouti. It's, it's all so. happening there now. Yeah. But uh, I guess there's uh, ways that you could fuck up in all these gigs without realizing you've you know done something to the locals. You know what I mean? Like there's some phrase, oh, or, no, or yeah. Some, oh, yeah. You know, looking directly at people because everybody has what? shit that they looking hate. When I, when, I went, when I went to when I went to South Africa, yeah. it was funny. I went with a comic named uh, Todd Lynn who passed away now, Todd. But he was like a very, very talk about a curmudgeon, <laughs> just like a real, like bitter, bitter dude. Yeah, and we were uh, in the transport. I'll use the tell foreign terms. Yes, oh yes, he's black. Yeah, but but uh, Todd, very like kind of bitter dude, and we're in the transport. It's me. It's, it's Jim Jeffries before we ever came to America. We're all in this car, and we're being driven by a black dude in South Africa, and we have a, there's a black uh, com- a comic from South Africa in the car with us also, and. Uh, Todd was sitting in the back. He was being very antisocial. And I remember some of the comments were like, you know, we're all getting to know each other. It's kind of a fun, like, there's a group of, like, ten of us that is going to be together for, like, three weeks. And uh, they're like, what's Todd's problem? Like, Todd, what's your problem in the back? Like, why do you look all, why do you have such an angry face on? He's like, because like, I'm an angry guy. He's like, what are you angry for? He goes, because I'm a black man living in America. That's why. And then everyone got quiet in the van. And then we stopped at a gas station, and the driver guy went inside. And then, weirdly enough, just, like, Two other guys, and one of them was the other, the black African comic, went inside, and then uh, and Todd went inside also, and I was like, "Sorry guys," I'm like, "Todd's just, he's fine. Like he'll be, you guys on the blanket. He's just being like a fucking jerk off right now." And uh, they go, "Yeah, it's just kind of a weird thing to say. Like black man in America is angry." He goes, "I mean." Basically, slavery ended here like a decade ago. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, ago. I guess. Yeah, he, but, yeah. he, but he said it, like, and, and everyone got really weird and shut down for me. You're like, oh, yeah, what a dumb thing to fucking say. <laughs> what a stupid American thing to yell out yeah. in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> they were they one. were the last in too, man. I mean, yeah. it wasn't that. And finally, it's like, okay, no one is going to talk to us until we yeah. end yeah. this shit. It took Hall and Oates saying they weren't going to play Sun Cite. Finally, <laughs> finally, and really, to tell you the truth, only Hall didn't want to go. Oates was fucking fine. Oates would have went. Yeah, Oates is like, we got a gig. Hollywood secret. Oates love yeah. slavery. <laughs> but that's how, like, how when I look at the uh, that time of like, uh, you know. All these countries that have been renamed, like Rhodesia yeah. and all this. That's when you really know that, like, um, the people <laughs> that you really <laughs> subjugated, the people where they're like, okay, now we're in charge. We're renaming this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget it. We're going to call it Candy Lollipop. We don't care. We don't give it. But we got all the flags and everything. We don't, we're doing everything over. <laughs> New flags. We're remodeling this yeah. dump. It's like what happens when you get a used boat. You just fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. You just strip yeah. it. Just fucking strip the whole thing and start fresh. 12-year project, get new seats. Like, we do that every four years here. We should rename the country. I think, I think the odds are sooner or later one of those deals is going to happen here. You, you know? Think? Yeah. I just think sooner or later it'll come down to money or something like that. But I think so, that you Culture might... Culture war? Yeah. You might see it in your lifetime or people just fucking freak out. Because people are ready to do it now. They're armed to do it now. Mm-hmm. People talk about it. 
now all the time. Mm. I never would have uh, in my lifetime thought that people would be talking about like, I hope the fucking government rolls in here sometime. <laughs> fucking blast them. You're like, what? Are you serious? But yeah, the, the, the thought is out there. The thought bubble is going around. I do love my... Uh one of my best friends like a libertarian guy and that's I, I do love that excuse for like the having guns right because we've got to defend ourselves against if we have to uprise against the government yeah. if the government comes for us I don't think it's happening man well, but see, that see, worked that's, when everybody had muskets when that was the most you could have right you know so it's like they have more muskets but we also have muskets but see here's the thing the people that want to talk about it now are the people who are military people. You know right. what I mean? So, that, like, when I was younger, it was the people to the left who would say, fuck this country. Yeah. Now, the Archie Bunker types are like, fuck this country. Fuck America. Yeah. It sucks. Get them out of here. And there's people always ready to go, I, I'll come blasting out of my house. <laughs> you're like, really? Not a house so much as a trailer or a cabin. All right, see, now it's stereotyping in its own way, Jesse. Blasting out of a compound, maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I think people are exhausted. Like even, um, like even in New York, like where there was like all these big. Because in New York, it's it's really always about like, um, what can I do to make you feel bad about your life? Right. You know, like uh, for a while there, it was like everybody was in the eighties, like yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. You right. know, big boats, hot chicks. Now it's the other way of like, oh, you use deodorant, we make deodorant. Oh, you, you know, yeah. Oh, you go to Whole Foods, we farm in our little plot here in Brooklyn. So, right. what's the next thing here of like making you feel like you're you're a bad person? You know yeah, it's it's constant now, and it's really you know. Remember when like that fucking movie Escape from uh, New York came out. It was yeah. like, at the time, it seemed like that could have happened. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. Like, like New York is going to go back that. But now we're at the fucking point where, like, unless you're really, really wealthy, you can't even vacation here. You yeah. know, it's gotten that expensive. It's all about uh, Euro tourists coming here. Yeah. Um, basically, um, you know, they kind of like rule the town. And the rest of us, you know, um, I don't know. I, there's uh, the people on the bikes. Who right. seem to be, um, you know, they're in their own little world here. And then there's us, the closeted ferret wanna owners. Right. And, um, you know, will our voice, will we ever be able to, <laughs> the last guilty pleasure of owning a ferret? <laughs> what I you bet you there them? are people who, like, that's going to take the fun out of it for them when ferret ownership is legalized. They're not going to yeah. want to do it anymore. But what if I train them to do, like, cool things? You know, jewel thief. Um, you remember those movies? Yeah, there was a sure. series of, like, was it Beastmaster Assistant? Beastmaster, yeah. yes. A hawk, a ferret. <laughs> <laughs> then you need some muscle. You gotta get a lion in there. <laughs> that was another I think, I think, movie. I think all yeah. of those things are probably in a couple of apartments in Harlem right now. Doesn't there always like some scary black drug dealer guy? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. like a wolf. It's always <laughs> when you know, wolf. like you, you don't, re- you didn't earn your money when you're ready to spend it on stupid shit. You know? <laughs> like Mike Tyson, he feels guilty, so he's got white lions. Just like I don't know how to waste we'll this money fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> Just how fast can I waste it? How, how much do you need to like impress somebody for like ten minutes to have like a line or like yeah. whatever? It's like oh, conversationally this isn't working. Hey, look in this room over here. That's an alligator in my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> huh? 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude, I win. All right, come check out the game room. <laughs> Tracy Morgan has a shark swimming around <laughs> yeah. in his rec room next <laughs> to his kids. You know, got my shark. <laughs> but how much does he enjoy it? You know, yeah. like I, 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 I Everybody leave. Just me and the shark for like 10 minutes. I feel good now that I have a shark. I finally feel good. 
When I was a kid, I wanted to have an ant farm. Do you remember those? Yeah, things? sure. Yeah, I'm sure now that's probably illegal to have like an ant farm or yeah. something like that, especially in this town. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and that would be the coolest because it was like, you know, the worst. You know, like they would build like this little thing and then you would just stare it. And then if you were a dick, you'd shake it up right. and let them, you know, like destroy the world and yeah. let them rebuild it. So, I don't know. There was definitely some kind of, um, you know, I guess a godlike, you know, you're a narcissist or something like that. You right. might see them rebuild the world for you or something. It's, you know, it's the same way God feels about us. You're just I, looking over. Absolutely. And you're like, yeah, I'm so fucking bored. I'm going to yeah. <laughs> shake this ant farm like it's a natural sketch. Yeah. That's I've nice. never understood with the sea monkeys how, like, they keep them in a package in a warehouse for like 16 years and then all you got to do is pour water because, on them and they come like to life. Isn't it like a fungus of some kind? Yeah, yeah. But uh, they're not real monkeys. No. <laughs> they won't do anything that, you tell them to do. Is that why it was so tough to put a diaper on them? <laughs> yeah. I was trying. Jesse, they so, won't love you back. They, no they, they you writer, back. My sea monkeys ripped my neighbor's face off, so I'll have you know. That, that was sad. I I'm felt just, bad for the monkey. Yeah, I felt bad monkey for the monkey. Oh yeah, you're not supposed to have an adult chimp. Uh, but you uh, did you ever get to see monkeys? I think so. Yeah, you can order away from them from yeah, like a catalog or whatever. So right. It was a comic book. Rise of the yeah. Planet of the yeah. Sea Monkeys. <laughs> if you think about those ads in the back of comic books, it was just a way to steal money from children. Yeah. Like yeah, every ad was just a lie. A total what lie. What had the payoff, though? The little dinosaur that would be this big and you put it in a two liter bottle and then it a day later it fills the two liter bottle. It's that a was, sponge. That was big. You got a sponge. I did buy a sponge. <laughs> it was super dehydrated, <laughs> though. I could have dehydrated like that myself. Yeah. I had to order that. <laughs> that and we used to order the a dollar and we'll send you a compilation of porn trailers videotape we used to wow. do that too when we were what? younger right, we're gonna break for just a minute be right back <laughs> david tells here with his comedy thugs they are kicking ass and this i can't believe it we're at the final show the of the final first show. season yeah uh what a lineup too uh jesse joyce al jackson tom rhodes and then special guest ron jeremy that's the comedy underground this weekend we'll be right back ron fez Ladies and gentlemen, would like to introduce Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. These kids, if they had those bouncy trampolines, they wouldn't. They'd be, they'd be happier. They'd yeah. be happier the rest of the life. When I was a kid. I was always like, "Why don't we have a trampoline?" Yeah. And it was like, and th- how can we have one? And now they, every kid has one of those things. And they're and then they're not happy now. No. We thought that would be ultimate <laughs> happiness once you get a nice trampoline. I thought it would shake the kid like those spirographs and like redo their heads. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm evil. Okay. <laughs> so you're gonna actually say to like as a child psychiatrist. We're going to spirograph your child's brain. Yeah. We're going to just bounce and bounce and bounce till you basically have a new kid exactly. at the end of this. Do you like I can this tell one? you how many bounces will get like, the evil out of him. This kid, he's a hard kid, 20 bounces, easy. Yeah. 
<laughs> that is the the whole thing to parenting too, because like they, they we were just talking about the uh, the the shooter, the YouTube shooter, out in in California, where a lot of people are blaming it on their on the parents. But it's such a roll of dice when you have kids. Yeah, like you don't know, you know. You should have some perspective though if you have a, like a fucking weirdo for a kid. I think his parents should at least recognize that. They did. Like, oh, I have a weirdo. Yeah, no, they, they did. did. They, they did. They yeah. called the cops on him. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a weird thing to just let it go. Like somehow yeah. it was just like. It's oh, just like oh, no oh. one really knows how their dog is. They're just sure. they think they got a great dog. No matter what, it is, you know. <laughs> Look at that dog. He's great. But then yours are like I don't know. Think he sucks. Yeah. But, the, but the people who own it, they're gonna love that dog. He's probably vicious and bites people. But. Yeah, sometimes. You yeah. know, but the other times he's nice. Um, but nothing you could do. Nothing we can do. These kids, like, uh, you know, if we're going to talk about it, it's like, what really gets me is how comfortable they are, the comfortable they are with, with showing off their parents' wealth and money and right. like stuff. Like, here I am in a Beamer, here I am in a jet, here I am flying first. Yeah. But it's like, that's all their dad or their mom's money, and it's like, has not, like, when I was growing up, like, if you brought kids over to your house and, like, you had, like, two TVs, you'd be like, hide one of those TVs, <laughs> right, they're going to yeah. think, like, you know, yeah. like, we're really rich or something, yeah. we're not that rich, you know? Well, that that's because we, I, I grew up the same way, in a neighborhood where every dad made about the same amount right. of money. In my neighborhood, no one had any real money, but no one was starving, mm -hmm. you know? Now it just seems like that there's these huge extremes, gigantic extremes between wealth and poverty. I think Philly had much more of like, a, you think you're fucking better than my family? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like. right. And yeah, you would get, you could get in a fight by getting new pants. You had to yes, really yes, that kind of thing. Playing it down. <laughs> you're not going to get called fucking gay because your sneakers are white. But School you wouldn't be so, seasons? Yeah. you wouldn't be so proud of like something like that your parents you right. know you it'd know. be one thing if like you like worked mowing lawns and then you bought like some you know shitty car yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then you're like dude this is my car and I'm gonna like, get it all detailed <laughs> that would be like whoa this guy's cool but if it was like your dad's car like even you would be like yeah you know like whatever, although, you although, know, I need it for my study or something <laughs> although when we turn 16 uh, every Jewish kid will pull up with a tinted out car and a super loud stereo and be like bar mitzvah money motherfucker like yeah, really? play, yeah. They all got cars with their bar mitzvah money. I was just not that kind of Jewish. I didn't get bar mitzvah and my family would. I didn't do it because I was like, no one has money anyway. I'm not going to get car money. I'm just going to have a really boring religious party. So, I mean, that is the worst thing to be born Jewish and not have business money to people. Is that unreal the to be yeah. the. Yeah, I've yeah. no, reaped no benefits. Yeah, it's like being black with a small dick. Yes, absolutely. Coming from white trash Judaism. <laughs> Jews aren't supposed to be at biker barbecues, but we were. <laughs> yeah, you were the, you were like the masked Jews. You were like the hard, exactly, hardcore, yeah. yeah that like the movie, movie the mask. touches me yeah. for that reason. Yeah, exactly. Rocky. Like a bunch, you were Rocky. Yeah, like some dude kid. my mom was like yeah. getting piped by brings me a tuxedo for prom. <laughs> hey, kid, we stole this for you. Man, yeah. they, they were all happy when you started um, dating the blonde girl. That you didn't know <laughs> the blonde girl who touched my face. I never let her touch my tits though. She would have known. That she would have known. <laughs> that would be that would be really. Uh, when I see that movie now, I'm gonna always think of you and your family. That's, <laughs> you so that's good. So I'm going to watch it again. My mom was like, sure, skinny with big uh, Jewish titties. Really? Yeah. Well, she was a young mom, right? You told us. Yeah, I was. she was 19 when she had me, yeah. Yeah. Planned. You were planned, baby. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> She's not bright. <laughs> Jay, remember when we were on the road and your dad showed up? 
Yes. <laughs> and like you, you were all nervous about it, and I was like, "Don't be so nervous about it, whatever." And then I realized it's the first time you'd seen him in a long time. It's like ten years. And I was he like, came "Oh in, man!" And he started. You don't want that on the road. Him yeah. defending himself right away to, to my buddy Dave was with me on the road, and I immediately went. I was like, he showed up like pretty early, and I was like, all right, "I'm gonna go take a shit in the shower." And my dad's claim to fame is that he took my, I think I said before, my London fog jacket off mm -hmm. layaway, yeah, and he and he told him like, and it was in five minutes I was gone. He goes, "Hey, I get a bad rap, but I got that London fog jacket off layaway." Like he. he <laughs> Have it? I do. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it would be great if you had like a jazz singer moment where like he goes, you know, you're not that great a comic, and you go, well, you're not that great a dad, <laughs> <laughs> and then you get into a motorcycle oh, yeah. sidecar and drive off. Crazy <laughs> <laughs> <the> adventure. Was <laughs> like punchline when his dad shows up. He's like, it's the season finale of David Tell's <laughs> Comedy now. Underground. That was mid conversation. <laughs> It airs this Saturday at 1 a.m. on Comedy Central. Is it uncensored, Fez? Fuck yeah, it is. That's good. And it's followed by Dave's special road work, airing right after Comedy Underground with David Tell, the season finale. And will Cleveland rock? Hell yeah, well, Cleveland rocks on June 20th and 21st when David Tell will be at Hilarities. Go to davidtell.com. <laughs> Check out one of Dave's favorite projects, Operation Purple at militaryfamily.org. Donate today or me and Dave are going to come mess you up. Also in studio, Jesse, the people's choice, Joyce, appearing on the finale of David Tell's Comedy Underground this Saturday, 1 a.m. on Comedy Central, and then he's hitting Arizona harder than an anti-immigration law at the Comedy Spot in Scottsdale, Arizona, June 13th and 14th. And in studio, we've got Big J all the way, Okerson. At the stand tonight, tomorrow night, with two shows at 8 and 10. Legion of Skates can be found on CaveComedyRadio.com and iTunes. It's your guest today, David Tell, and the Comedy Underground bookends from the first Comedy Underground, oh. Big J. Okerson, and for the finale, Jesse Joyce. Jesse's credits because he had like a little something on everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really nice. But yeah, yeah that's actually, thank you. Yeah. That was nice. people's choice, Joyce. Yeah, yeah actually, like my grandfather ran for some dumb public office in in the fifties, and that was his campaign slogan. <laughs> oh, so you stole that? Huh? That's way to go. <laughs> I yeah, voted in that election. Seriously, it's pretty easy. Can Which, I just say something? You brought a lot of embarrassment to the show with that <laughs> line, and it was kind of you know it was a little bit messy. I know, like <laughs> I know that you wanted it to do well. It just, right. It just didn't work. It had it all the explosions and lasers. Too and many, though. It. You know, too many. Too many. Too much? Less is more. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you know, I, can you just really undersell next it next time? time? Just take I, yeah. out that music yeah, and the really. sound effects I mean, and I don't, just, just kind of monotone. I right? mean, the best advice I could give you is everything that you did was wrong and really bad. Wow. Because <laughs> that was a lot of stuff there. Yeah, everything. And so, even some of the memories you had of your childhood. It's all just bad. and It's never going to get better. I hate to play devil's advocate, yeah. but it wasn't that bad. Okay, maybe not that. You've done <laughs> How's worse. How's that being the devil's advocate? Yes. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It's a compliment. Like a yeah, I mean, you know, like that. Because Godzilla's new. It's yeah. fresh. Is what the kids Lasers. are. What yeah. is this, Buck Rogers? Thing? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll do better next time. Uh, it was good, but you know we, we're always going for better. <laughs> you can always do better, like yeah. like your mom used to say to you. This room can be cleaner. I don't see how, Mom. Mm. See, it all happens. <laughs> 
That's what happens. That's that's great because uh, you know I'm promoting the Cleveland gig about a month out. You know. Mm. That's excellent. Which yeah. I, sure. I, I think that that, you know, people like every comic in this room will back me up. Always like, you'll do the show, you'll promote it, you do great radio, you do some okay radio, and then you promote and you promote, and then as you're leaving the gig, somebody will go like, dude, I didn't know you were in town. Uh, yeah. Oh, this way, no one cannot know that I'll be there. It's a month out now. Yeah. <laughs> they can pull in the harvest, whatever they got to do. They got like plenty of plenty of warning. <laughs> it's coming. But am I right? You yeah. do the game. Oh, I tweeted about a specific, like, whatever, like, I'm going to be in, at the, you know, whatever, at the Hilarities in Cleveland. And some dude replied to that tweet. Yeah. Are you ever going to be in Cleveland? And it was like, Amazing. are you out of your fucking, you know what I mean? Like, and it wasn't being clever. It was literally, he just, yeah. like, didn't even bother yeah. to read what the tweet he was replying to was. That's crazy. I simply mm. push a gig happening in the better part of five hours. That's <laughs> all you give it? Uh, you know what? You give people five give hours your tickets. Notice? Right now. Right now. <laughs> yeah, why don't you like uh, man it up and go like, you know, you got three hours to buy the tickets and then we're, that's it. I'm never, you know, that's it. If I give, if I give credits too far out, they won't have me back here. (laughs) I gotta be like, guys, gotta come in two weeks for my Denver gig. I like, there's still the comics who like, you know, you know Dave Chappelle, right? Mm -hmm. He can sell something out in like hours. I think that's still like amazing. Right. That's, that's even more amazing. Like, I don't even care what the venue is, but like when it's a cool venue too, like Radio City, three hours. Boom. It's like I love that. Everybody everybody loves that kind of thing. I think like, Kevin you know, Hart did like the garden. I think sold Ke- it out. I think Kevin Hart did the garden in like hours. Hours. Uh, well Kevin Hart's in every single movie now. It's unbelievable. Every single movie he's in. I don't know how his life there must be a couple Kevin Harts. It's always an angel it's always like a, an angel, just like something that's always over my shoulder, like going to like a movie theater and I'm like, eighteen dollars a ticket. Whew, that's a lot. And then looking over just seeing three Kevin Hart posters, like, <laughs> I'll pay for it. I'll get there one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mark Jay, my words. Jay and him are both from Philly. Yeah. I don't want to treat it like it's my last money. <laughs> you guys came up together. You did. Yeah. yeah. He kept going up, though. Yeah, to me, it's like it's a mirrored career between well, right? the two of you. <laughs> yeah, Kevin was hit by the funny van. <laughs> <laughs> they both are walking out of a comedy club after their first set. A meteor with funny written on it hit Kevin right in the face. <laughs> Another smaller meteor with long road ahead of me. <laughs> All because Jay stopped to fucking tie his shoes. Yes. Or he would have been oh, Kevin Hart. would be like another big Jay fucking Okerson moment. I, it's unbelievable. Jay's a good actor, though. I'm, yeah. I'm learning to get. I'm learning to get happy with my career. Well, I just trajectory. saw you on the Amy Schumer thing, which I thought was oh, uh, yeah, funny. Yeah, the gangbang thing. Yeah, yeah. That By was the way, fun. her show, the writing on that show is so strong. Kurt Metzger. Yeah, the, the I know it's more than Kurt, but I mean, Kurt's like a big part of the writing. Over there. Amy writes a lot of it too. I think yeah. that's great. It's. Uh, Irreverent, yeah. yet smart, yet it is. super funny, and it is. It should be getting it should awesome. be getting more love from the critics because it's it's not easy to do that kind of sketch thing that she's doing, and there's you know the show just flows. It's really really strong. Yeah. Everybody uh, everybody in the in the comedy world loves it, and like mm-hmm. when she tweets out like for my show for the uh, comedy underground show, yeah, it's great. And her followers are like super hardcore, you yeah. know, comedy people because like let's face it, sketch comedy which. I don't know what you think about sketch comedy, but like if it's done right, there's nothing better. But if it's done wrong, you're like, wow, what was that? Yeah. And she hits it pretty much all the time. I don't know, Jesse. Have you ever written sketches? I don't think I have really. No, it's like I'm. I'm kind of mostly a a gun for hire for jokes. You're a put down master. You're a 
Huh? You're a gag man. You're yeah. a gag man. <laughs> you come in with an old doctor bag, pull out a rubber chicken, every place is your office. Relax, we can save this. Let's go over it. I light a cigar and it explodes while I get to work. Yeah. But it is true, like, if you follow Twitter with, like, with Saturday Night Live on, schedule kill, schedule kill, and it's going well, and as soon as there's the first bad sketch, everyone acts like, cancel this fucking show. <laughs> Because it's, it's hard to sit through a bad sketch. It's not a pleasant thing. It's, it's hard to it's sit through tough. a sketch that doesn't have a good ending. You need to end. It's like that seems like the hardest thing to do is get out of a. Even trying to write short, like even might be like sketch webisode, whatever it is, like yeah. the out, like a funny out for anything seems like the most difficult thing for sketches to pull off. See, this could be where like Metzger could end up getting a like an Emmy nomination. That would be great. It's going to be yeah. fucking great to see him go walking up at the Emmys. Bug eyed weirdo. Yeah. yeah. Hey, everyone. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot. Hey, thank you. Big best. Frankenstein with his, his with too, too many inches of wrist exposed from his short jacket. <laughs> hey, everyone. Hey, th- oh, they give you an Emmy for this, too? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great impression. Yeah. He thank nailed you. it. Yeah. I know. He has to get more famous, and I'm going to take that one on the road. <laughs> All right, guys. Metzger eating pizza right. with Eddie Murphy. I'm very lucky to get all these guys on the show now. When they, before they all pop, I think they're all going right. to want to amazing. At least our specials, the majority of them, you know, I'm acting and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, I got them kind of like um, I Colonel Parker them. You know, you what I'm saying? I got yeah. them when they were you know soft headed. No, these it's guys like been doing the, it forever, but I was, modern, it was very good. Like they, the modern dirtiest dozen. Yeah, exactly. Remember that movie? Yeah, well, the stand-up film. Because yeah. like half of those guys went on to do great shit, and the other half is like, who the fuck's that guy? You know, this no, was... there was an actual movie called The Modern Dirtiest Dozen. No, no, I'm saying yours is the modern version of The Dirtiest Dozen. The you Dirty remember that? Dozen it was like the movie. first concert like stand-up Jackie, movie. Jackie uh, Martling was in it, right? Is that the one? Yeah, him Hicks. and Chris Rock when he was like 18, yeah. and Hicks and Tim Allen and Thea Vidal and John Fox. And then I have no idea who the rest of the fucking guys were. Right. That's that's how that's your that's your test on whether you're drunk or not. If you can name the modern dirty sir, get out of your car. Give me six extra of the credit if you can name yeah. a dirty baker's dozen. <laughs> I love it. Well, the season finale of Comedy Underground. Tell that ends this Saturday, one a.m. Comedy Central. Uh, let's see the lineup. Jesse Joyce, okay. Al Jackson, I like him best. He's not here. Oh, uh, Tom Rhodes, special guest Ron Jeremy. Expect some dick jokes. Okay, um, man, don't. Uh, don't go out like that. Dave's going to be at Hilarities in Cleveland, Ohio, June 20th and 21st. Yeah, DaveAttell.com for tickets. Can't get enough there. MilitaryFamily.org. That's real cheery. Donate to Operation uh, Purple. Come on, be a pro, dude. Uh, You're better than this. Jesse, it's never enough for him, George. Uh, he's going to be on Comedy Underground season finale. And then the comedy spot in Scottsdale, Arizona, where people go to die. ComedySpot.net. And Big J, gimme, 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 Okerson. Going to be at the stand tonight and tomorrow with shows at 8 and 10 p.m. Yeah, the food's real great. Uh, Legion of Skanks can be found on CaveComedyRadio.com. And I believe iTunes. Hurrah. 
Okay. You know I what? like that. Yeah. You know what you did, Fed? You just took poison and went at the world to get sick, and it doesn't work <laughs> out. Right. That, that's work how I feel. Out, okay? I feel like yeah, but I get. Yourself. All right? I'll no, take that poison. I bet you take all four of those plugs, and you edit them together, and you that's have something true. really great. Work on that. Work on that. Can great you get that done? Intro. And then the next 60 yeah, seconds. I'm done for the weekend. Okay. I loved it. Yeah. You know why? Because now, now I was like, wow. He made us take a step further into it. <laughs> yeah. Before he was in your face, it yeah. was like bang, 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 bukkake of info. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it was like, what's happening here? <laughs> is is an angel about? dying? What yeah. is it? <laughs> take a look at yourselves and your careers. There yeah. you go. No, there you, know you go. I like that. You know what you did, Fred? You got quiet and everyone leaned in. And it was really, really nice. You leaned in. You know, it's like you sat on the stool for a second and said, you know what? I let the band walk off the stage. Yeah. I'm going to sing this one a cappella. <laughs> I saw Tony Bennett do it one time. It was um, everyone in the place cried. So you've gone 180 on it. Now you think it might be the best of all of no, all four. No, no. I'm never going to give him a break. I think all four were terrible. I really do. I think you let yourself down, Fez. I feel let down today. Well, dudes, thanks so much and congratulations too. I mean, this is a this is a cool thing you pulled off, dudes. Um, to, first of all, to the comics. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. Guys coming in, of course. And to the uh, comedy fans, uh, thank you guys for supporting the show. But uh, to you guys, man, I cannot I cannot tell you how cool it is to get here and talk comedy with the other comics and the fact that you guys are so supportive of the show. You got it right away. And uh, thank you, man. Really. All right. Honestly. Well, it's always open. Anytime that you got anything in your head you want to come in and talk about. I love it. You can come on in. All right. That's it for us. We're out of here. Uh, we'll uh, see you guys back here on Monday. Take care. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. Satellite's gone way up to Mars. Soon it'll be filled. You know what you've been doing? You've been listening to the Ron and Fez show. It's now over. But don't worry. You can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand.